We are back. The Relevant Podcast. I am joined again by Jason. Um, and he's Yo. been here waiting for a long time. I apologize, dude. <laughs> time um, management. That's our topic for today's podcast. Yeah, I'm really good at it for like the rest of the day. But once the kind of post-gym thing happens, it, I don't know. Your mind just turned to mush. No, I know. You don't want to do anything. I just came from the gym, too. I want to do things. It's just I forget that, like, oh, wait, I had to do that and that and that. No, I feel you. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you came from the gym, too. Yeah, I do shit. On time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's because you're German. That's why. Very punctual. Yeah, I have some of that in me when it comes to some stuff, but I don't know what it is with me with, like, not arriving to the podcast on time. It doesn't make any sense. I don't really care. <laughs> Just busting your bowels. Well, no, I care because I'm the one who needs to wake up really early, <laughs> but... <laughs> Rip. Yeah, I'm the one who needs to wake up, but actually, I've I've gotten kind of used to it. Um, obviously like waking up at three o'clock in the morning was initially just like, it was hell, but now I don't know. Like when I kind of wake up and I'm it's three o'clock in the morning, I just, I, I feel like I'm on some sort of like, like secret, like military operation or something. It's just cool. Like when I'm just driving on the streets and like no one else is there. Yeah. It is fun to drive at night when there's no one around, but Still, my body cannot function before 8 o'clock or 9, so I can't even imagine waking up at 3. Trust me, like, if you wake up, like, a little earlier, and, like, you just get some... I know you don't like coffee, but you just get some coffee, you, you'll feel high. I mean, I don't really have a problem waking up. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's fair. No, and, like, on the weekends, I don't do this shit. I sleep till 9. Yeah. Apparently, you're supposed to have a consistent sleep schedule. So, if you get, you know, eight hours of sleep one day and five hours the next, who knows how good that is for you. But, whatever. As long as you're sleeping, it's fine, I assume. Well, yeah, because mine is like, I mean, I'm not really getting that much hours during the week. But then it's like, I just get, I get like a fat sleep Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah. I think it works out. Yeah, no, no. Makes up for the lost hours. I'm just glad I don't have trouble sleeping, because that would really fucking suck. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I started to use melatonin a bit, but it's fine, because, like, I could... Really? Oh, well, yeah, just because, like, sometimes, like, when I have to wake up early, I just have that thing in my head, like, oh, I have to wake up early, and, like, I can't go to sleep. But then it's, like, um... That makes no sense. Do you take melatonin, because you're not wanting to wake up early? No, because like when I don't, because when I have to wake up early, I have all that stress and my head just keeps spinning and thinking and thinking and I can't like just relax. You might want to do CBD, melatonin. Oh, I guess melatonin helps too, but I don't know. I feel like taking too much melatonin to help you sleep all the time isn't good. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, yeah, maybe I should stop. I mean, I'm not taking it on the weekends, but. Yeah, I would just still switch to CBD. It stops your mind from racing and get some sleep. But I do enough in the day to be tired at nighttime. So that's why I usually don't have, you know, any trouble sleeping. Yeah, I got you. Actually, I think there was a like one of the nights this week I was just tired anyways, and like 
Yeah, it was like the... Actually, I can't remember. Damn it. Nice. <laughs> On camera live. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Will is uh, addicted to drugs or anything, but... <laughs> I've taken melatonin, I think, one time in my life, and that was when I got food poisoning, and I was throwing up for two days straight, and I couldn't get any sleep because I had to run to the fucking bathroom every ten minutes, so... That was the only time I took melatonin that knocked me out like a baby, so... I have that CBD oil sucks, and melatonin dude. on my bookcase in case shit gets real. Okay. And CBD is, like, the relaxing part of, like, weed. Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's Cause it, it's a strain that calms you down, but you don't feel any... Like, you don't feel anything. It just... It's like drinking tea, I guess, is the only way I can explain it. It just relaxes you, but you don't feel any physical differences at all. Or, yeah, like, you're not, you're not high. It's just, like... Yeah, no, it literally just calms your mind. So that's why I said it's perfect for if your mind races at nighttime because it'll calm that shit down. Okay. Because sometimes I feel yes. like I'll get a mini panic attack when I'm overheated. And it's also 3 o'clock in the morning. I need to get some sleep and I'll think about every bad decision I've ever made. So like, fuck it, I'll just take some CBD and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But, uh... Speaking of Freaky Deaky, we watched a Korean movie called Yes Host after trying to watch Kill Bill. All the fucking versions on Amazon or wherever the fuck we tried to watch it were not available. And that was very yeah, annoying because I was excited to watch Kill Bill. Hold on. I'm looking this up right now. Am I able to buy the physical copy of this? Like on Amazon. Let me see. You probably can. Not on the Prime. No, video. but... I'm checking. Yeah, not under Prime Video. Let me see. Kill. Because I do Kill. eventually want to watch that. Oh, I'm sure someone has like buying. It. They're selling it like, you know. Now Blu-ray is unavailable. It looks like in U.S. versions. Let me see. Did this movie just get ransacked and? Yeah. <laughs> sanctioned what happened? What because like this hasn't happened to any other Tarantino movies. What? Man. They probably couldn't handle the one scene that they had to film in black and white because it was too intense for color. It was so gory. Nice. Which um, I think was anyway. just a dramatic effect because he's a dramatic ass bitch. Right. Uh, so anyway, audience, we were <laughs> we were going to watch Kill Bill, but then um, it was unavailable on both Amazon and Apple. So we were like, shit. And then we spent like, nah, not too long looking for another movie to watch. We did not want to browse Netflix for 30 fucking minutes. Right, because we started scrolling and then Jason goes, and now we commence the part of watching Netflix where you just scroll 45 minutes looking for what to watch and then you watch Netflix. My dad is the worst with that. He will sit there and read the description of every title He's, it's like five minutes a title. He he's fucking scrolls through. It drives everyone in the house crazy. Anytime I visit them, it's like Saturday night at nine o'clock or ten o'clock, and he's just reading through. And you know, Netflix has the previews. You can watch yeah. a little little excerpt, a little excerpt from it. He'll just sit there and watch it. My mom's like, "Turn it to the next fucking title." Nice. She'll just go to bed like I'm not doing this all night. No, but so, like those little like trailer thingies that play when you hover over the thing. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't do that because sometimes it literally just spoils the show. 
I don't think I've ever seen one that spoils it. It's just annoying that I have to hear the trailer every fucking time. I don't want to hear it, especially when you yeah, want no, to go like, back to you... it. It's just like I don't want to scroll through and hear the goddamn trailer all the time. Yeah, I know, right? But so that's why we turn to my dank Blu-ray collection. <coughs> Um, I thought I'd turn my mic off for that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we turn, we turn to my, uh, we turn to my excellent Blu-ray collection to find a movie to watch, and I saw the host pop out at me, directed by Bong Joon Ho or Ho Bong Joon. I forget because you know how like in Japan and Korea, like the names are like they say the last name first and then the first name last. So I'm like. Man, I don't know what what's the proper way to say his name because like ugh, I think it's just annoying. Bong Ho for short. I don't know about that. <laughs> um. Well, so the host is a movie from 2006, directed by Bong Joon Ho, the director of movies like Parasite from 2019, um, Mother from 2009, I believe. He also directed Okja, uh, Snowpiercer. Those are his two. English language movies. Um, yeah, so this is a kind of yeah. I guess it's a horror movie. It's more of a monster movie, I would say. More of a thriller, um, a goofy, a very tongue-in-cheek thriller. Uh, yeah, because it's not. It's not really scary. No. It's kind of like a like a Jaws, but yeah, like Jaws is like a monster movie, right? Or like Alien. Like I would put it in that category. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's about. The scientists in Seoul, South Korea, that just dump a bunch of chemicals in the Han River. So and I have create... a gripe about it... that. They dumped formaldehyde. The whole premise was they made this river monster out of dumping formaldehyde, which is like a preservative. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it would just I don't know what it is. But it's, like... it's what they use to preserve dead bodies for when, they, for when they're about to show them at a funeral service. Oh, maybe yeah. it like went into like the, it's got all of like the dead fish in the river. I don't know. I don't know. Just a monster created from formaldehyde just seems really stupid, but I will, I will give it a pass because it's Korean. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I'll give it a pass. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Just if it's like a monster and just some sort of like, I don't know. It, it, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. Also, if, if the monster's cool. I'll roll with it, which I think the monster is pretty cool. I think for an, I don't know, especially in other countries, what the budget is like for when it's, they do It's movies. cheaper. That's the thing. Like you, I mean, okay. you could tell like the the CG is not as good as like something that would have well, come out in like, um, what what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say because the movie is from two thousand six, which was the year for shitty CGI, and also it wasn't a big budget, so I feel like. It wasn't bad. I feel like it was really artistic the way they did it. It wasn't super. Oh, I, I I like it, but yeah. I, like I, I like the actual artistic design and like the way they shoot it and everything. But like you can just tell like in certain shots, just like the actual physical quality of it. Well, yeah, because it was a smaller, it, it, and I don't know if it's true. It, it felt like it was a smaller budget movie, but it was shot very oh, well. It was. Yeah. So yeah, the no, fact exactly. that they're able to do yeah. that kind of CGI in a small budget especially for 2006, I feel like was awesome. Because if you watch the Science Channel, I'm sorry, the, the Sci-Fi Channel, the CGI is just horrendous. Oh, yeah, but that's a, that's a, that's television. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but that's modern. 
So I, it was even worse back then. So that's why I think a smaller budget mm-hmm. movie okay. from 2006 has better CGI than modern sci-fi movies and shows, which I think is funny. On a smaller budget, yeah. not obviously blockbuster budget. Yeah. Um, also, the wait, is it the actual design of the kind of it's like this kind of fishy thing mixed with like crocodile and then like the alien from stranger things i noticed the way his like mouth opens it's really cool and i like the way he like he doesn't eat his victims initially he just kind of like just like puts them in like he just kind of sucks them up and then he like brings them to the sewer and just brings them up like just lets them out there and then eventually i know he ended up eating a bunch of people but <laughs> spit um, up all their bones yeah that was really Really, the one cool really. design um, characteristic that I saw was his flippers were actual fish, and then when the monster died, the fish separated from the body and just. <laughs> oh, were they? Oh, I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? Huh? Yeah. If Let you me... look at the creature, his actual little small fins were just regular fish that were attached to him, and then when he died, they were separated. And I think I don't know if they were still alive, but they either fell in the water or they swam away, which is kind of cool. Let me see the hosts but i think i really like this director's style because parasite was a strange movie i usually don't like movies that are set up in that way which is just the the random quirkiness and the story was interesting having you know the family infiltrate this rich family's house but sometimes those movies can kind of get just dumb as shit to me but i thought that one was well done and the the fact that he's does a lot of it felt satirical the way that he represents life and like you were saying the last time he has a very hierarchical um hierarchical criticisms within society so i always thought that's well represented in most of the movies that he does yeah he does it really well um in this one it's definitely less but um well you still see it with like the Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, in this one, I think it's more of the hysteria, and especially now with COVID, it's very relevant how you know irrational people act, or there's a bunch of protests, or the government's lying about their true purpose, and they're lying about the virus that it's so-called, you know, so the so-called virus that they um, created to instill panic. Right, and like I, I watched this for the first time during COVID, so I was like, "Oh shit!" What was one of the lines like? We must trust what the government says, or some shit like that. Yeah, the the, the dad he said, "The government says so, therefore it's true." Yeah, and then like that when the guy comes in with the hazmat suit and he's trying to explain it on the megaphone, he's like, "Hold on, the news is on. They will explain it better." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh shit, there's no news on right now." Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> And then, and then I like how yeah I like how there wasn't even a, a virus yeah and they think that, that was <laughs> the doctor said it in English thinking that he wouldn't understand but he's like virus no virus <laughs> no, no virus <laughs> no they had they had so many moments I thought were yeah. so even whether a they funny were fucking movie I know whether they were intentional or unintentional it was funny man like yeah they're gonna, like, they're giving him like a fucking lobotomy or some skin sample on his skull or some shit like that I don't know what. Cause like they they were like the virus is in here pointing to the head. <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's it's like please stop, please stop. <laughs> yeah, and he's just flipping like the fuck out. It's I was it was funny. I was, that um, was hilarious. That's probably one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and um, th- there wasn't really 
like obviously like I don't think the movie is like scary, but there was certain moments that um really just like got my skin crawling like um really when well like just for like you know the, the little moment you know like when the when the daughter is stuck in the sewer and she's trying to get out and she tries to jump off of the creature to reach the rope but then like you know she doesn't realize that like well she realized eventually that the creature just like grabbed her with her tail you know yeah and like yeah. just puts her down yeah, that and then yeah that was cool I couldn't tell if it was actually asleep and it was just a innate reaction that the creature had or he was just waiting to fuck with her. I don't know. Cause that's, that, that's, well, that, that's the thing. Cause there's so many things in this movie where I'm like, what really was going on? You know, like yeah. the ending. Okay. I guess maybe we shouldn't go there yet. Um, but I like the actual, I really like the characters. Um, I really like the main guy. Um, and I like how they talk about like their past and everything. And I like how it, it it's like a story where, you know, you don't need to have the whole like mom died when we were sick. Like you could just tell like, yeah, their mom's not around anymore, you know? And like, yeah, like you, you, you just, you get everything about the whole family structure, but just yeah. by watching them talk to each other, which I love, even though they do have to hash out their kind of problems and everything that they had. Um, it still didn't like didn't rely on that because you could still just look at them, what they do, what positions they're on in their life, how they talk to each other, and you just you get it. Yeah, and I like they they show the dysfunctional family in a different light than a lot of Western movies and TV does, where you yeah. know the the dad's an idiot, the mom is really snarky, the kids are failures, stuff like that. It just it always just plays out the same way. But in this one, everybody had their own unique set of issues and the another scene that i really enjoyed was when the dad was um explaining <laughs> i i can't remember the main character's name i for some reason korean names just don't stick in my head but the oh you're not the only one yeah but the, the <laughs> yeah. main character his brother and sister don't like him because they think he's a slob and an underachiever and he's lazy and he had a kid too young Damn. and so the dad was kind of you know getting on them for being so mean to him and he was explaining this story about how he was growing up he wasn't the best father and the main character had to fight for food so the fact that he didn't and he said this literally in the movie he didn't get enough protein and that's why he acts like this now <laughs> and then they fell yeah, asleep no, I... while he was telling the story he's like he's smoking a cigarette he, the, the the camera's got the side profile shot and he's explaining in a really low, deep, monotone voice, and they're just fucking yeah. asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, the father had some excellent lines. Like, I love the thing he said about, like, the splitting of a heart of a parent that's lost their child can be heard from miles away. I thought Cuts that deep. was really good. Cuts yeah, deep. and then he also said, what was the other one? Wait, he said, um, oh... Like if an animal harms a human, it is a human's duty to rip every limb off of that animal's body by hand. <laughs> I wonder if that's an actual saying, or he just like yeah, he just made that shit up for the movie. Because stuff like that really reminded me of the director Bong Ho, who the fuck his name is. <laughs> the the kind of you know social commentary that he does in a lot of the films. So it was just. And I don't know because I'm not really too in tune to Asian culture, specifically Korean culture. So I don't know if being dramatic and over, what's the word? 
they're always invested in any situation or any any small thing that people just pass as an everyday occurrence. They put so much detail and so much volition into whatever they're doing. Like they have so much pride, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know if 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 that's just because it's Korean, it's a Korean movie, so that's part of the culture, or if he was making that be ridiculous in the movie as a you know a take on Korean culture. Like if he was over dramatizing everybody as a satirical play. That's what. I was trying to figure out for the majority of the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way because I'm not right like in on the like the I don't have the inside scoop right, so I I don't know exactly how representative that is of yeah the actual and culture. The one thing that they didn't do, which I was surprised, and this is not racist for, to say this because I've watched probably a million different korean shit since covid started like movies and shows and i was saying last time how i was watching the show physical 100 and i swear to god every scene where people walk into a room and they don't know what's happening or they meet somebody new for the first time they always go like whoa wow oh like they go it's like and but there's a hundred of them in the room so all you hear is all of them doing that at the same time so they're very expressive in the way they're when they're surprised about something or they like something they see yeah it's so funny but that wasn't really prevalent in this movie at all yeah (laughs) i know i know know what you're talking about yeah i it's it's not even just like the i'm not even doing the stereotypical asian like oh like they legitimately like wow No, I I love their reaction when the the <clears throat> when the sister was like doing the archery on TV. Yeah, that was a great one too. Yeah, I have to say, out of out of all the Asian um, things that I've seen, I I feel like I enjoy Korean ones the most because I I don't know if they emulate Western culture or it's kind of their own take on it, but it it feels like it's the most Western out of all the Asian ones. Japanese ones are just weird and random for no reason. Um, I've seen some Chinese ones. There was a collection on Netflix of a bunch of different um, Asian horror stories. So there was like Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, a bunch of um, Southeast Asian horror stories compiled into one series, which is really cool. Do you... um... What's it called? Have you seen any of like the Bruce Lee movies? I've seen one or two a long time ago. I've never really been to, into martial arts movies. Okay, because those and like the Jackie Chan stuff—that's the only like Chinese stuff I've seen. Actually, no. There's this one Chinese movie I saw from like 2019. I think it was called Shadow. It was pretty cool. Um, that might be something we could watch later. Yeah, my favorite Chinese movie is Kung Fu Hustle. That we I haven't have to seen watch that yet. It's so ridiculous. Okay. It's so funny. Okay. Um, yeah. The Korean stuff it just has like this this twang to it. Just yeah, it's it's um, very cheap. They're very cheeky people, which is interesting because I've met a lot of Koreans that I've met in real life, and not like Korean Americans. When I went to um the college that I went to, they had a very high exchange student um program because they had a campus in korea so we've had like legitimate koreans come over to do some courses and they're very serious people but they're also funny too like they're fucking hilarious and they'll always tell you the best military stories because it's mandatory yeah it's like israel yeah yeah without i mean i'm sure you can get exemptions but yeah i'm sure but still the majority of the population especially male will be drafted into the military yeah i mean i don't blame like that 
border area around North Korea, I'm pretty sure is like the most heavily guarded border in like the whole world. It's a miracle people can sneak out of the country, honestly. North Korea? Yeah. It's I'm sure it, it like rare yeah, it like rarely happens though. I believe there's just a shit ton of mines everywhere. There's a bunch of dangerous animals. I don't remember what kind, but obviously it's heavily guarded and barbed wire and all that shit, so it's very difficult to cross over. Yeah, I'm like, how? But even on like other sides, like if you're on like the coast, I'm pretty sure it's still just as hard, just because it has all that same shit you said, like all the mines, go like guards and animals and shit. Yeah. Also, just crossing water is not difficult if you don't have the proper, you know, supplies and boating. <laughs> It's like you always see the stories of a lot of refugees, you know, drowning in the ocean because there's too many in a boat kind of thing. Yeah, because it's like, well, yeah, because like once you leave, it's like, what do you do? Where do you it's go? Diff- <laughs> it's difficult to cross by water when you're not experienced. Right. Yeah, but it's like, what o- option do you have, you know? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Fight or die or die trying. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like the characters, um, and I like how the dad, like, really wanted to kill the monster. Yeah. Um, right, and I, and I like how you don't, like, they didn't really explain why, you know? He just, you could tell, like, he was just that man who was just, like, a man of his word, a man of principle, right? And he's just like, yeah, I have to do this, you know? Well, I mean, the, and it was, the monster took his grandchild. grandchild that is true but you could tell like there's some i don't know that it felt like there was some other reason where like he just like this is just like what i'm meant to do even if he didn't really say it he just kind of gave off that vibe you know well my guess is because he owned a fucking food stand in a park so he probably aspired for more and this was his time could have been could have been as simple as that (laughs) that was another funny moment because the main character, he was a server in the food stand, and he kept eating one of the legs off the fried, uh, the fried octopus. So <laughs> people kept complaining there was one less leg on their fried squid or whatever the fuck. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and when the dad died, that was I was really, that was really sad. Yeah, the monster fucking flung him with his tail and slammed on the the ravine. Yeah, concrete. that was. Yeah, that th- that's the thing, dude. You'll see, like in Parasite, and in and in this movie, it's not like gratuitous violence, you know, right? It's 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 not like overly violent, but like whenever he has those dashes of violence in his movie, they hit, dude. Yeah, like it's brutal, but it's it's like just that little like, it's like this the little flash of like of lightning you know so that's it zaps you you know yeah the other thing that was interesting and this may be just total guessing because i've never been to uh korea but i've heard because my dad's been i've I've heard that seoul is a pretty futuristic s city it's one of the most technologically advanced cities at least in asia if not the world i think i think i think in the world yeah but um what's interesting is i after seeing both was like in parasite how he makes Korea look like a third world country with how poor the family is in contrast to how rich the family is and how nice the countryside looks. But I feel like in host, um, the majority of Korea he portrayed was kind of like a, it almost felt dystopian a little bit or I can't, yeah. 
And it, I, like it, I said, because I've never been there, so I don't know what parts of the crater like. But the way that he shot it, he shot a lot of degradation um, and crumbling and all this other shit. And it didn't, it didn't really feel like it was painting it in a good light. Right. Um, which is I, something that I think um, he does... He doesn't glorify it in some of his other movies I've seen, but he he paints it in a much lighter and better picture. Um, yeah, but I I I get the same thing, right? Like he he doesn't he's not doing the the Alejandro Gonzalez and Yaritu babble where it's like the the Mexico part where he you could just tell like he's like yeah Mexico dude, <laughs> yeah, you know? know we're talking about that. <laughs> he's just totally jerking himself off, which I mean I can't blame. Mexico is cool, and the way he does it is pretty cool. I love the music. I love seeing all the shots of Mexico. It's cool. He 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 did it. You know, like I'm like yeah, you fooled me. But like um, Bong Joon Ho, yeah, it's cool to see the contrast of that. Where he's like, he's not, he's not like like welcome to South Korea. He's just like welcome. Yeah, South I feel like, like it's, it's just, just regular places that you would probably see if you're there. It's not like glorifying. Yeah, like shots. he's not. Yeah, it's like he's not glorifying it, nor is he like like belittling it and making fun of it. He's just like, yeah, it's just some regular place. So I couldn't tell if that was the angle, like I said, because it's hard to tell if you've never been somewhere. But um, yeah, but that's what makes me curious to actually go there and see for myself what it'd be like. Yeah, I, I definitely want to go to Korea. I, I've never been in anywhere in Asia, so it'd be fun to go. I'd go to all of them. Yeah, I want to go there in Japan. I want to go to China, but like not any major city in China. I want to go to the countryside and visit the the monasteries and all that shit in the mountains and the, all the rice patties and all that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Vietnam, I want to go to as well. Yeah, Vietnam would be cool. It looks beautiful. Like those kind of, how do you say? Like, I mean, I know we say fjord, but that's like a, I don't know if you'd say that. It's who just fuck says fjord? This only, it's like a river in the North Nordic countries. Like who says fjord? No, but a fjord, you know, like it's just like, you get, it's, there's like those huge kind of mountain thingies or rocks sticking out of the water, and then there's just like a cave, like you know, not a cave. It's and there's just like the big water, and like there's like a port with the beach in it. I don't know. It just it looks. It's hard to explain what it is, but like I know what it is in my head. But I need to look this because I thought fjord just meant river, but let's see what a fjord. Yeah, a fjord. Is. A fjord is refer- is referring to like a yard of, oh. like like a body of water around like these tall rock sticking out of water i'm yeah. pretty sure official is a if long I can exp- it's a long narrow deep inlet of sea between high cliffs that's what it says high cliffs see yeah, okay that's what i was looking for yeah interesting right yeah uh okay see it's basically a giant river between mountains i guess but i guess it's seawater yeah no i understand like vietnam has a bunch of those yeah i always thought those were cool looking want to go there i think i don't know if it's in vietnam or thailand one of those have like pink looking salt flats and those would be cool to go to as well yeah um i also i love that part when they're in that kind of i don't know if they were in like their house or they were in some kind of shelter right just like getting food um and then it's after like the thing we talked about with where the dad's telling them like, Hey, like this is the deal with your brother. Just don't make fun of him. Stop being mean to him. Please understand. And then like the, 
the the guy, the main character, like wakes up and then he's like it's watching us. And I love how it's just like it looks out the window. It's it's so well done. I love this director style, like you said. Yeah, and <laughs> when we started the movie, it started in the English dub, and that's always the I I hate I don't mind dubbed in anime because it you know it could sound like it would fit but anytime i watch a real-time dub it just never works it's bad yeah it's I, um, awful. like yeah it animated stuff is right like animated stuff is the only thing i've watched dubbed you'd think it's a ma- i guess the budget is just not good enough to get good voice actors for dubbed things yeah but i don't know yeah i'd rather watch subtitles because people are dumb and need to learn how to read again. So it's making me learn how to spell words again. <laughs> yeah, like someone told me they watched, uh, what is it, Squid Games or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, they're saying they watched that in an English dub. I'm like, what is wrong with you? That's awful. The Korean, like, it's it's not even like the original is better than the remake. It, the I've watched both of them. The, the English dub is awful. I bet. I only watched the first episode of that really yeah and I, I don't know i never got back to it i thought it was really good you should finish it i might it actually gets very good it's one of those um really hyped up shows that actually is worth it in my opinion yeah i remember you you told me that yeah the yeah. second season might be awful because you know they're trying to piggyback off the success but the first season for sure is really great okay Okay. Um, I love the end too with the monster and how they killed it. Oh yeah, with the. I just thought <laughs> he was gonna throw his last Molotov and he missed, and then daughter came in with the archer shot. That was cool. And then he eventually just sticks that like pole into its mouth in the yeah. end. And I like how like he he's not even pushing back anymore. Like he just kind of like plants his feet and he's just like no i'm not moving you know i'm not moving that was the so other, cool the other aspect of that that was kind of ridiculous is it showed the the characters running around trying to kill the monster where they just sprayed it with agent yellow i don't know yeah it's, what the it, hell was that it's a massive it's i don't it's some sort of biological weapon but i know agent orange is another gross chemical but i, I don't feel like you'd be able to stand up and fight a monster if you are exposed to that Oh, I see. Yeah, but um, or I really, I guess it's not a real thing. I guess Agent Orange is the real thing, and Agent Yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. Or hold on, because I've never heard of it. It might be a thing, or it's something they just made up for the movie. But I guess it's supposed to mimic Agent Orange. It was what they used a lot in the. Uh, I think it's the Vietnam War, I believe. Yeah, Vietnam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought. And it caused like you couldn't even grow anything there for like decades. I think. Yeah, it's a fucking gross ass chemical that we just decided to use. Let's see the health effects. Wow, leukemia, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, <laughs> damn! A lot of cancer: Not... prostate cancer, respiratory cancer, lung cancer, and soft tissue sarcomas. Not get off to a good start right now. Mm-mm. Um. I guess, yeah, yeah. Agent Yellow oh. is the shit they made up. Yeah, glad I'm not fighting a war right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they call it Agent Yellow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason. 
But um, I really do love the atmosphere of this movie. Um, I love the way that Bong Joon-ho shoots his, his shots. Even if like he's not painting like a postcard image of Korea, it still looks beautiful, right? He still makes all of these like just square buildings and, and all this stuff just look incredible. Yeah. You know, and I, especially the shots around like the Han River with like all those grassy kind of patches and the bridge and everything. I just really love that this like, and I know it's, it's supposed to be real life, but I just, I really love the world he creates in this movie. And when it rains, it's, it's so just relaxing, you know, because even if it's like a horror movie, it's not a horror movie, even if it's like a thriller and a monster movie, it's just so relaxing. It's a really relaxing movie, in my opinion. The one thing I'm always curious about with directors is, obviously they have a vision of how things are supposed to be portrayed, but it's ultimately the actor's job to carry out that vision, right? So I've always wondered how that process is of, you know, having an idea on paper or a vision in your head and trying to get other people to express that. And if they do that very well, you know, that's the only thing that I've been, well, not the only thing. That's one of the things I've always been curious about when it comes to those kind of movies. Oh, wait, did he, is he a writer too? I want to know. Cause I know some directors, they write and direct, but I don't right. know if he wrote, I, I want to say he does hold on. Well, his movies kind of seem similar. So even if he doesn't write the, the plot, he probably adds in a bunch of details that are, you know, in his style. Or he might work with the with the same writer. A lot of yeah. um, a lot of directors do that. More of that too. Let me see. The but host. I thought that was interesting is trying to find the right people to carry out whatever story you're trying to express. But I don't know. I Wait, I, I like how they had like a smidgen of English in the in the subtitled version too. I thought that was funny. They had like the, the token American guy being all <laughs> fake stoic and trying to hit the monster with a goddamn concrete sign. Like one of those metal signs that's stuck in concrete. There's no way they've been able to pick that shit up. <laughs> I like how they, they even tried to like explain how that would make sense. They're like, oh, he's like a military guy. Yeah. I was, uh, I was like, okay, points for trying and at least it's- acknowledging that that's stupid. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I thought that was that was interesting the way they handled that. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, moments they, like that where I think it's just intentional, just quirkiness. Yeah, it's like the the cheese, you know, like when the yeah. monster still like when he comes out for the first time of the Han River, it's kind of like when you first see it for the first time, you see it running on like the those like kind of stadium seats. It's like what? It's kind of freaks you out a little bit, but then it's like oh what? And he's just like shoving people around and like just eat. it's it. It's it's has a bunch of like it's it's like cheese and then it's also kind of like thrilling and then it's also it's a bunch of different things but it just that's what this director's really good at he's he's really good at just blending a bunch of different tones and moods and it just works right like um this movie like we said it's it's got a bunch of funny moments it's got a bunch of really sad moments too and like really happy moments too you know when they when they actually come back together and get the monster and just they got everything and it, i think it works yeah i think it does the <laughs> reminding me that another funny scene was when 
they like everybody first spotted the monster dangling from the bridge and they're like what is that and then <laughs> he throws a beer in the water and it takes the beer with its tail so they all start throwing their food and drinks at it <laughs> yeah, i was like what Trying to feed it. like they don't even know what the fuck it was they said that yeah they were they were all throwing out ideas and stuff um but yeah like the the ending what was that what did you make of that because i still don't really understand it wouldn't pass them killing the monster what do you mean yeah like the actual the final scene like what what was that i'm blanking on the final scene i don't remember what it was remember there's that kid who oh that's the kid um that uh that befriended the the girl the the main character's daughter that they're trying to find when she died yeah yeah the kid was there so he just decides to adopt him as his own kid yeah but then i'm like why is why are only them two there like why is only the main character and then the 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 guy he adopted no one else and they see pictures of all the other family members on the wall and then you look outside like when it shows the exterior shot of the house it looks like there's like no other houses within the vicinity so I'm like, what just happened? Is that are there, is like, is it just some super like dystopian, like well, it might have wasteland? Been like, it might but you see what I'm like saying? Like it. Yeah, I mean, it might have just been like because like they quarantined off or they sprayed all that chemicals around the city or like the monster was there so no one wanted to live there or some shit. But he still stayed. Like maybe I don't know. It's a thing. Just the ending. It's it's I, I it's, I'm like, what is that? Is fascinating to me. Yeah, I think it's just the way that it was shot, but I don't know if it was supposed to carry any more meaning than just ends with him finding comfort and adopting the boy as his own kid because his daughter died. Oh no, I'm I'm sure that is the Wait, the his daughter died? Yeah, the girl died. When? Remember when the because the the monster took them and I guess regurgitated them back out, and this is when they were trying to kill it, and she's lying on the floor dead. Wait, when like the main character is there? Yeah, but the kid, the the boy, he was still alive. And remember, he was asking about her. To him. Should I? I think this was at the time where I was falling asleep. <laughs> well, there you go. I thought you said you've seen this before. I have, but. No, I, I'm I'm sure you're right, and then I and I what you said about the point of that of the final scene that does make sense, and that that probably is what that was, but I just all the other details around it I thought really cool. Yeah, no, I thought it was, like I said, the the actual yeah, way I, it was shot was really cool. Yeah, like you just see it outside, it's just snowing and it's nothing, but it's like they have this fully functional operational house within it with all of their food and stuff as if it's a store, right? But it's like it's just a store and there's nothing around them. It's just like the winter wasteland i thought that was really cool yeah i i mean I, it probably was supposed to give off a dystopian vibe so well done and i like the moment where the guy coughs and like the he coughs up some like whatever like mucus or and then like spits it in the street and then like the oh, boss yeah. comes <laughs> Yeah, the, nice. everybody's freaking out because the thing he spit fucking splashed back at him when the car drove past. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, I love the scene where the brother escapes from that thing because the, the guys paid him off to, to capture him. Oh, His yeah. friend who's, who's going to show him where the, the missing daughter was in the sewer. Um, 
That was really funny. Yeah, and then also the they they hired some sort of chop shop to get them an escape van to escape the hospital that they were in. And then the scene where they were just racking up the bills of all the illegal shit they made them do. So how expensive was it gonna be? <laughs> uh, yeah, that costs. was cool. Yeah, I was like, wait, were those the people that the dad called to? Like... Yeah, you basically hired a chop shop to help them escape. I love, yeah, like they're they're calculating the total as if it's yeah. like an actual business, and then plus this, that, and that. <laughs> yeah. They just took his whole wallet instead. Yeah, I think that's what they did. Like he and sold like literally him, everything. They gave him suits that weren't the same color as the other people that were disinfecting the city, so they had to make up a story because they were gray suits. <laughs> yeah, and I am a sucker for like those kind of scenes in movies where they have to like make it through security yeah i don't know it's just something about that i'm just like oh come on let's go let's get through security it's just so like you know like this like that that little like who like like comfort of like stealth you know like when you're playing assassin's creed or something like that yeah whereas like yeah like nobody sees me i'm in the good like i'm in the clear you know yeah and the fact that they bribe the manager at the gate with his his ramen bucket of change <laughs> Yeah, I know that was pretty funny. And I don't know what he was saying. I can't remember what he was saving that for. It was probably to send his daughter to college or something dumb like that. He was just putting in an empty ramen cup. <laughs> I didn't know how much like money that was. Probably not a lot. Probably it was not even. It was like one of the small little bowls and it wasn't even filled. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like just moments like that keep coming to my head. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> I'm like that was awesome. Yeah. Overall, um, I I enjoyed it. I think more than I thought I would, because when it first started, I was like, oh, this is just going to be really stupid, but it got more yeah, into that. That was kind of me, too. And then it just kind of gets more, like, serious, and but also yeah. still maintains that kind of silliness. It just strikes a really good balance. Um, did you like this better than Parasite, or Parasite better? Um, I think I liked Parasite a little bit better, because I thought the story was more interesting. I'm normally not a fan of creature movies because I think, you know, there's only so much interesting stuff you can put into a creature movie. You have to make up all this backstory or some bullshit reason why the fucking monster exists in the first place. So, I don't know. I feel like Parasite was more creative. Okay. Well, in terms of creature movies, this is probably my favorite. Either this or... <laughs> I mean, I Alien, I think, is just kind of in a different category. Yeah, if I was to say my favorite creature movie recently has been Predator, the new Predator that came out, Prey. I love the first Predator. Yeah, Predator was great. I think the first Predator is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I can't think of other creature. I'm sure there's about Stephen King creature movies are cool too. Uh, Jaws is really good. I do like Jaws. The all the remake or all the sequels were awful though. I only saw the first one. I feel like I already. I'm like I know what I'm getting into with the sequel. I'm like I don't feel like doing it. It's like no, it's not worth it. Yeah, I know. I like... <laughs> I, right, I know. I know. I I know you cannot condemn a book you have not read, but in this case, I'm like I don't want to read it. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you, and I believe there is even a Jaws in space. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, or some <laughs> like... something stupid like that yeah there's some yeah exactly yeah and i can oh. deal with sharknado because you know that that's supposed to be like that but like a jaws in space really i haven't seen sharknado 
I mean, it's it's what you'd expect. It's like Birdemic. It's just a really stupid C-rated horror movie. Oh, not Birdemic. Have you seen The Birds? I don't think so. That is a... I mean, I haven't seen it since I was in middle school, but we watched that for some, like, school club mo- movie night. That was pretty scary, dude. <laughs> um... I don't no, I'm sure you, I'm sure even now I'd probably think it's pretty creepy. I don't I don't really get creeped out by creature movies. I don't. I feel like psychological um horror movies or ones that are just really just disgusting kind of creep me like human centipede like shit like that. What happens in that? <laughs> You've never heard of human centipede? Uh, I mean I, I'm blanking. Oh man, that's uh that's another one we got to watch with the for the podcast, it's a it's about a mad add scientist. It the, add it to and, the queue. And uh, he wants to make a human centipede, so he takes three people, and he wants he made them have one digestive tract. So the first person in the in the peed eats, and then shits it into the second person. That person eats that, and then shits into the third person, and then they walk around. They basically staple the three people together to make a centipede. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you didn't want to watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's such a great movie. Uh, maybe one day. But like I said, guys, um, I am a lot pickier when it comes to my taste in um, stuff. Whereas Jason is pretty much like, yeah, anything is fine. <laughs> Not like anything is good, but just, yeah, I'll, I'll watch, listen to or anything, you know. <laughs> I'll watch whatever. That's how you, that's how yeah. you experience new things and like things you'll never thought possible that's true no yeah i mean you proved me wrong with um i didn't dislike split uh uh, sorry slipknot but i kind of went into them like yeah i don't know if i'm gonna like this but then i know i was pleasantly surprised with slipknot they're very good yeah i mean um they were one of those bands they just get polarized for the wrong reasons and every time you you think about you know evil music with screaming they're the first band that usually comes up if people if the boomers keep Thinking about Black Sabbath, but there's nothing like that in Black Sabbath. <laughs> right. Even though they literally made Black Sabbath, so. What do you mean? No, it's because, like, all the stuff that the boomers complain about, like, that's literally their fault. Oh, yeah, no, it's all their fault. But it's the funny, like, they just don't understand what they're mad at, so they'll just use Black Sabbath as an example of evil screaming music, and there's no fast screaming anywhere near. Black Sabbath sounds closer to Led Zeppelin than anything. Yeah, I listened to them. I was like, this is metal? <laughs> it's, I mean, they basically started the kind of genre of metal because their guitar player got his fingertips cut off in some sort of factory accident. So he down-tuned the strings as a way to make it easier for him to play. And then it just kind of sounded evil in that lower tuning. And that's kind of where it came from. But they're very bluesy. Black Sabbath is a very bluesy band. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Like a Led Zeppelin, I know is, is is similar to that too. Like especially Led Zeppelin one. Yeah, Led Zeppelin stole a lot of that shit though. Black Sabbath at least paid homage to all the blues players in America, and they didn't totally rip off stuff like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, whatever. Zeppelin's good though. I guess, but I I mean I, I do like Led Zeppelin, really but like good. they I don't know like they just they don't really have too much original shit about them, and that's kind of what irritates me about them. Well, I didn't even know that, but either way, I'm just like, the music as itself, it's good, so. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm usually not a fan of that vocal style, 
but obviously Robert Plant. I like Robert Plant's voice. <laughs> but uh, but Jimmy Page is a is a pretty good example of a phenomenal guitar player in terms of just sound and riffs and all that. Even if they did stuff oh, yeah. and shit. He's a very very rock solid guitar player. Yeah. But um, um yeah, I just think it's funny that they just use them as a scapegoat without actually listening to the music. Right, but it's like they say the same thing about like the um you know like why kids don't play outside anymore. It's like yeah, cuz you made every building look so ugly, bro. <laughs> every dude, you go to yeah. If right, or it's like from Northern kids, Virginia, if you go anywhere close to dc everything just looks like a gray and blue block because they're making data centers everywhere and everything's a microbrewery in an industrial park like it's just yeah, it's right, very yeah, shitty everything is, yeah i know everything it's so true everything is just like a data research center yeah, everywhere townhouse, just like, brewery vape store data center mixed in with like like block that has all of like your typical stuff that you find all across america where like mcdonald's and all the typical like consumer stuff yeah, that's closer then, to the exits to the highway, but just standard neighborhoods <laughs> just look like fucking industrial parks. It's just I hate it here so fucking much. They've destroyed this state. Very, be- we have everything. We have beach, mountain, forest, rural, and urban. We have pretty much every demographic in this one state, and they've destroyed the fucking majority of. I wouldn't say the majority of it in Northern Virginia. They destroyed the majority of it because there's a lot of beautiful valley and farmland and you know cottage core-esque things here but they just want to turn the entire thing into a fucking data center yeah yeah dude like go to loudon county that's beautiful and that's not even that far from here it's literally the richest county in this fucking side of the country the richest i'm pretty sure if you look um, at the, like the i know prince william is in like the top 10 for income but not for wealth. But I, w- I would believe you if you told me that Loudoun County was like the wealthiest uh, county. That that definitely makes sense. Yeah, it definitely has the the most. <laughs> Let's see, the 25 wealthiest counties in the U.S. Yeah, wh- wh- what's coming up? Let's do... Let's see. This is from... <laughs> this is a fucking Yahoo article. God. Eh, I don't know, whatever. Oh, tap me out at six? Really? It won't get me to the number one because I have to pay to read more? I'm no, so that's sad. stupid. Just, just look, just Google <laughs> it, and then just see whatever comes up on Google, bro. I am. It's I can't see the the top one is from YouTube, but it looks I see Fairfax, Prince William County on there, but I, it's not in order. Let's see the top five, top 15 richest counties. God damn it, they keep making me scroll. I'll look at this later, but I'm, I'm almost pretty sure that Loudoun County is up there at in the in that in Fairfax County too, because they're closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Top ten richest counties in the oh this is in the U S. This isn't even on the East Coast. Yeah, Loudoun County medium household income is one hundred forty two thousand. I feel like there's probably more than that now because there's mansions out in that bitch that definitely will not you will not be able to afford them with a hundred and forty thousand dollars salary. But that's just the median. Jesus right. Christ. But maybe so these think, people have inheritance and they can just pay for it through that. Yeah. Because wealth, is, as people so don't wealth, understand, is different than income. Yeah. Loudoun County is definitely the number one richest county in the States, I think. In the Which U.S.? Is crazy. I think so. Not like, um, 
Not like the where like Martha's Vineyard is or whatever in Massachusetts. I, I'm not looking into what they really define that as. We're just kind of like the difference between wealth and income and property value, all that shit. I don't know. I know that land is really expensive out there, and even if you have a shitty house, it's probably, you know, more than six hundred grand. I would say, as a safe yeah, okay. bet. But Let me look up this. Maybe hold on. Which is crazy because you'd think like Malibu or somewhere in California where all the richest people go to or New York or something, but yeah, let me see. Okay, government well, hellhole. Yeah, because when I just look, when I just type in the wealthiest county, yeah, it comes up with that same thing. On it's almost um, like we're both googling it, so you're gonna get the same results, Will. No, no, but that <laughs> thing, like, it's just. I say wealth, and then it just says the income is. And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, they keep talking about the median income. It's like, no, I don't want the median income. I yeah, the... I don't care about income. I am talking... Okay, when you look up in like the related question section, the first thing is, what is the wealthiest county in the U.S.? It comes up, Loudoun County, Virginia. Before the American Civil War, the wealthiest counties were primarily located in Louisiana and Mississippi because of the high number of enslaved people who were not included in... Right, who are not included in the population. Loudoun County, Virginia, a suburb of District of Columbia, is the highest income co- I don't care about high income. Whatever. Well, I guess this is what they consider the wealthiest is the people with the highest income, I guess. I don't know. But the, it's crazy that the median is 142. Yeah, all right. Oh, what is the poorest U.S. county? It says Buffalo County, South Dakota. Yeah, there's nothing to fucking do out there besides Suboxone and raping somebody in the cornfields. Yeah, what the hell is South Dakota? <laughs> raping your sister in the cornfields. <laughs> yeah, you had to put... I mean, no, I mean, I'm sure you're not wrong. But I had to distinguish yeah, yeah. that. Yes, I did. That, like, Northwest... I'm like, the North Midwest is like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you're not... Dude, there was... There's a lot of... There used to be a lot of abandoned places a lot of abandoned farms abandoned houses out in Loudoun County but they keep building we tried to go to a couple of them because there's lists that people would tag on reddit with locations but all of it pretty much has been built out um but the one it was a mansion somewhere in Leesburg and it was a famous middle eastern drug lord that used to own this mansion and it was abandoned for a couple of years and people used to just go in there but now because when we drove wait, past wait. it here <laughs> yeah like by Leesburg <laughs> and we drove oh, by damn. it a couple of months ago and there were just this massive sign like warning anybody from trespassing. There's cameras everywhere saying you will be prosecuted if you step on ground. So I don't know why they just left it. I guess no one wants to buy a former drug lord house. I don't know. But the fact that they yeah. still left it abandoned intact and that somebody, I guess, still owns it or whoever owns it does not want anyone on the premises because it got popular to people would just come and squat there, or check it out or film it. You can look on YouTube, a bunch of videos. It's just a abandoned mansion you can explore. Abandoned mansion in Leesburg? Yeah. Drug lord. In Leesburg, Virginia. Yeah. I was very disappointed. I, I figured out that was already going to be inhabited or we were not going to be able to go in there, but I just wanted to see it in person. But you could barely see it because the gate was so far away from the house and there's a lot of trees. Yeah. But they literally sure. had cameras everywhere. There's a camera right by the fucking sign. And I don't know if they were actually on, if they're just trying to scare people and they weren't going to actually do shit, but I don't know. Like, I don't fuck around with trespassing charges. I used to do that shit all the time before I was 18, so, you know, walk in the woods, you're on some 
fucking construction company's property and they're gonna press charges and all this retarded shit yeah there's some (laughs) there's some um yeah there's some buildings around where i work where the warehouse is where i'm like yeah this is definitely some like kind of government thing where like it's a lot of money that's made there. You know? Yeah, you got to be careful walking around the woods out here sometimes, especially out west, like in Warrenson, Fauquier County. Like, there's a lot of government secret sites, and like, dude, they don't fucking no, nobody fucking plays around here with trespassing. Like, they take this shit super serious because of all the government shit. Right, but I mean, it, it makes sense why people like a lot of people like to move here, just because there's so much shit to do. Not necessarily. I mean. Even if, like, even so, like, in the cultural side, like, it just, it's so much easier, I think, to, like, bi- like start a business and all this stuff. Even if the prices have gone up, it's like, well, whatever. Prices go up and down all the time, right? But I just think, like, the way the culture is here, it it, it favors that kind of, like, entrepreneurial uh, business kind of thing that I'm getting into. But then it also has, like, this, uh, the nice communities, right? And the nice, and the churches and everything. Right. Um. I think it's good. And it also has like a bunch of good restaurants and a bunch of places where I'm like, yeah, that's, that's look, it just looks like a nice place. The restaurants um, aren't very nice, especially, you know, if you get closer to DC in the Arlington area, the, the rest the food is great. Cause you get a bunch of different types of cultural foods, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's super expensive to own anything in this fucking state or just the cost of living in general. I think gas is gas. Isn't really too bad here. I feel like it's reasonable with the rest. No. Of the yeah. I'm, I, I'm fine with gas here. Yeah. Um, it's never been like six dollars, like in California and New York and shit. Yeah, that is like that. We have reached I am legend level. Yeah, <laughs> I think stuff. the highest I've ever seen here was when people were freaking out for whatever part of COVID that was. It was like four eighty. It was almost five. Um, I think that's the highest I've ever seen. It was high kind of back in two thousand eight ish when we we're going through that goddamn you know housing crisis. But yeah, it's the that's the highest I've ever paid. It's 480. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think like out here, like there's still always like money to be made just because like yeah. all the government stuff that goes on. Like, oh yeah. And Amazon too. All the, like I said, a lot of Amazon data centers. So people, and uh, also Micron and BAE systems, Lockheed Martin, all that shit. That's all here. The fucking oh, NRA headquarters is in goddamn Fairfax. Like there's a lot yeah, dude. of, head- yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude, there's so many like big, like, companies and then institutions like that where i like didn't even realize what they were it's like oh yeah we're painting this and i'm like oh okay bae oh okay whatever i'm like oh wait like you're just saying that right bae what what is that and then i was like uh yeah like we we painted like amazon and then like microsoft dude i'm like oh damn i was like the microsoft (laughs) it's crazy so like if people are um you just you travel on 66 and i will be your tour guide today for northern virginia so on your right you'll see the nra headquarters and if you keep going down you see the raytheon building and then you'll go past lockheed martin and a north of grumman so you know hey we paint all of those dude (laughs) then we can go down to quantico for the fbi headquarters we can go to langley for the caa headquarters we painted that too (laughs) (laughs) so it's a very interesting cultural place we have and the majority of the states just rednecks <laughs> oh yeah like if you keep not into account the northern part by dc oh yeah it's all rednecks yeah it's just but like I 30 just miles lo- from the city then you know 15 minutes west there's mountain speak 
Right, and then it's like the whole area here is like you make a bunch of money by just doing Excel sheets and clicking buttons for. Like sometimes I'm like I swear I'm like, what do these people do? They're like it's paid so much money. I'm they not saying. No, I'm not saying that like they shouldn't get that much money because really I don't understand what it is they're doing and they know something I don't like and they're they're doing something and I probably couldn't do so I I don't really I'm I'm like that's just how it is whatever I can make a bunch of money in, a, in another way but at the same time I'm just wondering I'm like what are they doing <laughs> really I, especially when they can't explain it to you and it's not even technical what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, like, some people do have, like, really weird jobs that, like, for, to the average person make, like, no sense. Yeah, I mean, that is the one good thing. Like I said, it's expensive to start a business, but if you really tap into the right clientele, like, there definitely is money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, and, um, no, but that's some place, uh, like, we were talking about the restaurants. I That's something uh, where DC doesn't go wrong. Like, they got some good restaurants. Yeah, I have taken, uh, I've been to just, you know, restaurants that you have to wear a suit to with a jazz band playing those high rise office building restaurants. We went to one the other day for Valentine's Day. It was phenomenal. Mm, so what, many good fine dining restaurants around. What, uh, what was the restaurant? Um, so the, the, the three that I've been to, I'm not, I'm sorry, the two that I've been to, one I want to go, <coughs> there's one in Tyson's called Eddie V's and they, they think they're categorized as a, as a, you know, seafood and prime steak, stuff like that. But it's in walking distance of the, you know, Tyson's Mall on the high rise platform. But it's near, I think, I think the rest of its town centers or offices or something like that. And you take an elevator, go up to the restaurant, you walk in, it's super high end shit. Like I said, most people are wearing nice clothes. They've got a jazz band playing. And I think for, you know, if you get a drink and a dessert and an entree and, and probably an appetizer for two people, it's 120 or 130 which is not bad for fine dining. Um, for, for two people? Yeah. But that oh, is like with getting like a drink, appetizer, food, and then a dessert as well. <coughs> the one I went yeah, for Valentine's Day. The one, the one <laughs> I went for uh, Valentine's Day was uh, Joe's Seafood, which is a very innocuous name, and it sounds like it's a chain, but I think there's only one in Las Vegas or one in Chicago, one in L.A. or whatever. There's only three of them. But again, it's a really nice, you know, marbled interior. Everybody's dressed nice, and the food is phenomenal. And they had a bunch of expensive bottle. I think their most expensive bottle of wine was like an eight hundred fifty dollar bottle of champagne. So, highly recommend that place. And there's one in Falls Church called Twenty Nine Forty One, and it's a contemporary American fine dining place, but it looks good. So, tons of. And then also, if you like cultural stuff, you know, DC has a lot of good Vietnamese places. Um, a bunch of other Asian stuff. I haven't had Indian food in there yet, but they had this. They used to have this restaurant called Marrakesh, and I think it was a Lebanese place or it was some sort of Middle Eastern place. But you go in there, you sit on the on the little cushion pillow things, and it was a set price. But you got a three course meal plus dessert. They give you this really great Moroccan mint tea. It's really fucking mm. good, and they also have some belly dan- like uh, belly dancing shows and entertainment. So it was an awesome place. I don't know why it ever shut down. Probably yeah. COVID. I'm, I'm sure COVID killed it because there's no way they're going to deliver. <laughs> it sucks. I'd, like, Because I'd love to... I love Middle Eastern music, so I'd love to go to like a place where they're serving yeah. like kebabs and stuff, and I'd love to listen to like the just like, some dude playing the ode. 
That'd be so yeah. cool. DC um, has a ton of fun date stuff to do. Like the cherry blossoms are coming out, so you can take a little Potomac River cruise and see the cherry blossoms. They're all beautiful. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. They have um, a bunch of really cool museums, a lot of art stuff. You've, you find an art hoe in your life. The one yeah, we no, is um, Museum of Illusions. We've been to Art Tech House, which is like um, they do a lot of visual and performative sound stuff, and it's interactive, so you can. It's it's like an experience. Mm. It's really fun. Obviously, the Smithsonian too, and those are all free. Yeah, I love the Natural History Museum. Yeah, um, it's one of my. Favorites. I love seeing, yeah, all the animals and like the sea stuff because I love the ocean. I think the ocean is just mesmerizing. So I yeah. love seeing all those like things with like the models and like the actual things and like the squid and the like, dude, squids. That is like they're the creepiest thing. Well, not Massive. literally, but I know like. And just, I, I saw the stat of, like, the number of, of battles going on between a sperm whale and a, and a squid happening, like, just literally right now as I'm saying this. Yeah. Um, it's cool. And I, yeah, it's just. Yeah, I go there a... every year. That's one of my favorites. And I like to, um, one of my favorite exhibits that they had for a couple of years now was they've had a couple of Egyptian mummies and also artifacts in general. Mm, yeah. So those are cool yeah. to see in person. Um, they have the Hope Diamond, which is cool. Oh yeah, they also so the Air and Space Museum is cool. You can see the the famous white space shuttle, which from whatever mission I don't remember what that is. And then they have the but international. That one's um that one's been closed for a while though, right? I haven't been there in years, but I I don't yeah, know because I'm pretty sure like they've just been doing work on it for a couple of years. They may be revamping, <coughs> excuse me, revamping it. But um, the Hishhorn is a little bit too pretentious for me. A lot of stupid modern art shits in there, but it's fun just to walk around and see what the deal is. Um. I went Spine. there today because we're painting. The yeah, we're painting. Oh, it's a cool building though. The way they have it laid out, the circular building, the way you walk through Looks, it. Yeah, it looked cool on the outside. Yeah, there's international um, or the international spy museum, which is cool. They have to pay for that one, but the one that annoyed the shit out of me, and I have to say it, a lot of like Christian museums are fucking scams. I went to the 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 Bible museum because we were doing it for. I was trying to find, um, I don't remember what project it was. It was some art project for college. It was art history project. So I chose to go to the Bible, the museum of the Bible in DC. I don't remember if you had to pay for it, but the reason why I wanted to go there is because they claimed to have authentic pieces of the Dead Sea Scroll and they all ended up being fake. <laughs> oh, really? What? Yeah. And they had a lot of facsimiles. There wasn't really any, there were very few actual artifacts that were in there and I, I mean, it makes me wonder if the ones that were, they're probably fakes too. And it's just a bunch of scams that they fucking run. They obviously like funnel money through donations and you know how that works with, you know, religious organizations and shit. So I was very, that, that one like made me really angry because it's like I never actually saw real pieces of the Dead Sea Scroll. And to be fair, that can pretty much happen to any museum, but it's like the majority of the museum because that was that was their largest exhibit they had like 13 pieces of it or some shit like that but they're very tiny fragments but they're all fake right. it's like god damn it damn. yeah so, i had a fuck that I museum. Had a, yeah I, I had a friend from the youth group um they took a field trip over there i didn't go but they told me they're like yeah we were kind of disappointed yeah and they just give a lot of just incorrect information and just like they make up dates and shit or they make up sites of where people have claimed to be and it's just like it's just a lot of guessing and it's just you can tell when you walk in there it's like this doesn't feel like a real museum this just feels like you're it's a paid fucking exhibit of nothing (laughs) 
and they gave you this bookmark like you were born 2000 whatever years after jesus or some shit and it's just like this is so dumb <laughs> it actually is kind of cool but i don't know it's I just the know. fact that like you don't have a correct year because of all the changes in calendars and all that shit so it's like the fact that they think that they can give you a semi-accurate date after when he was born is just fucking ignorant at most i'm they sorry can because there's evidence like they know when jesus was born i forgot when specifically they know it was not in december like he was not born on december 25th but um it's probably springtime i think was when they estimated him to be born something like that yeah because yeah. like um the original the actual names we have for the calendar um like there was originally 12 months right in the roman calendar before the the catholic church um completely revamped it and made the most badass calendar ever <laughs> um but, I feel like the Romans made a better calendar. It made more sense. It was more organized. No, it didn't. It doesn't matter if it made like the literally the the ones that the that the church made. It was literally scientific. Like it made sense. Like because it followed. They actually sat down and studied like how the actual the patterns of the sun and the stars, and then realized, oh, this is actually how the world works. None of the fucking names of our months line up with the month that or the number of the month that it is. <laughs> I know, but that was just inherited. And we just have from... an equal, unequal amount of days, and they do leap years really strangely. Like it's 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 a very inaccurate way to fucking construct time. So I don't think it's more it's... scientific than what the Romans. It is though. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's not twelve months. Like they were like. You what I'm saying is like, a more like... even categorization of the months. Well, that doesn't matter because with the calendar that the church produced, they literally figured out how to like measure a year and all of these other units of time that like other like civilizations before they didn't even like know what that was. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously the one we all follow now, but I was actually looking at this society. They call them the Asgardians and they want to be the first civilization to live on a space station and their goal was by 2025, but or maybe 2035. Regardless, it's there's no fucking way it's going to be that soon. But <laughs> there, yeah, it's just a bunch of utopian world financial group fucking bullshit. Or not world financial group. That's a pyramid scheme. Um, what's that one European goddamn? What the fuck are they called? The, the economic forum. Do you know those guys? I heard the of that. Great reset I... and all that shit. <laughs> Like, what is it about? I've heard the name. I don't really know what it's about. But all I know is, like, it was some, like, meeting they had where it's just some, like, just, I don't know. It's a conglomeration of the richest people on the planet basically delegating what is allowed to happen in society. So they get to pave the way for economics, what you're allowed to view in the media and the news. Kind of more oligarchical than the way we run it now, just more blatant and open about it. But they're basically their main premise that got everybody pissed off was their slogan is like you'll you know own nothing and be happy. So they, oh that oh yeah like, like you'll that. own less and be happy. The great ha- yeah, reset, like- the great economic reset. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other shit that's been speculation, but it's just anytime a group of fucking one percenters come together and want to police the world, it's not a good idea. Anyway, that kind of right. premise was with this. I think they're the Asgardian group, but they were saying that they were gonna reset the calendar to something that was very scientific like statistically down to the way the sun works in conglomeration with the uh, the planets and all that but i just think it's funny that they're just trying to create the first space civilization in a very short amount of time like a kickstarter fucking campaign but they got sovereignty from the un i think they're technically their own nation now which is interesting 
Okay. I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but eh, whatever. It's pretty ridiculous, but I don't know. It is ridiculous. Um. But yeah, you know, like the so there was twelve months in the old Roman calendar, so that's why like uh, December, like the deck, it it it, it was the tenth month, and then um. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, there was only ten months. That that's that's I I I was about to say we I, I got it wrong. Now. Yeah, yeah, we we have the twelve months is what we have. That's what we figured out. We were in was in the actual year of the the Earth revolving around the Sun in one like one time, and then um. Yeah, so like December was like the the tenth. October was the eighth, right? Because the oct. Yeah, it the just it names ma- match the months. <laughs> right. It's pretty. It's pretty cool when like when you when you're like when you figure that out when you're like a, a scholarly person you know um i i love those i love just hearing like about those things and finding out all of those different and why we call things certain things and you know it's 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 interesting i i am fascinated by like academia and um and just like the the scholarly world you know i just i what i don't know is obviously there's been recorded history like that did I can't, I don't know, and this is because my, my brain just does not work on a timeline level. It's, it's hard for me to grasp, especially when you're talking about thousands of years, how long of a time that actually is. But did we calibrate ever from that switch in a modern context when we look back at how far or how long ago something actually was? Do we take that? Into, I'm sure somebody takes that into account, right? Like, what, what what's the question? Going from exactly. 10 months to 12, you obviously, there's going to be a miscategorization in time. Because you're switching, oh, like, well, a year was yeah, shorter. that's why. No, yeah, but that that that's why like they use the 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 Gregorian calendar because like they can say like it was this many years ago, not because like, and they're saying like it's this many actual years, not this many. However, whatever that culture had their calendar as, so like we're, like they're very good at telling like, and like they say like when they say like it was this many years ago, they mean like actual Gregorian years. Because I forgot that most people make that distinction. I just every time I read something, it's like, oh, this was a couple hundred years ago. This is a couple thousand years ago. Like, I oh, guess yeah. past past what? Like, when do we even start adopting that calendar? Like, what yeah, let year? me say, I I want to say it was before the the turn of the millennium, but sorry, like like the the first millennium. But let let me see, Gregorian calendar. I guess 1582. When did it start? Yeah, 1582. As a reform of the Julian calendar. Okay, that makes sense. So it's not even been that super long ago that we switched to this calendar. No, but that's... um. But that's cool, though, that it was like... Because that, I mean, I just, I, that, I, that makes me trust it a little bit. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't trust it otherwise, but just kind of being like, oh, hey, yeah, like they were more sophisticated. It makes sense that they were able to do the science at that time to, to know, like, and then st- and study and, like, you'd use astronomy to figure out what the deal was with the, with the time and the days and the, and everything. Yeah, I've never really looked into this. I'm actually very, so conversion between Julian and Gregorian calendars. Julian calendar is 13 days behind the Gregorian calendar. So to convert from Julian to Gregorian, add 13 days, pretty much. So I guess it's not that far behind. But I figured like over hundreds of years, that would just add up. 
I don't know. I guess I'm bad at math. <laughs> I guess it's yeah. a consistent change, so it never kept changing. So I don't fucking know. But I guess it's not super difficult. So there's no need to have a philosophical ponder about it. <laughs> yeah. We learn okay. something new every day. That is true. Oh, this is cool. okay. It says <laughs> the Gregorian calendar, also known as the Western or Christian calendar, is most widely used calendar is the most widely used calendar in the world today. Its predecessor, the Julian calendar, was replaced because it did not correctly reflect the actual time it takes the Earth to circle one around once around the sun, known as a tropical year. Okay. Oh yeah, it's saying like the Western and the that that makes sense because I remember my my brother told me in China, you have like two birth certificates that has like the Western day that you were born and then you have like the the chinese calendar day that you were born yeah i don't know how the chinese calendar works but i think the most work what they call them solar years the actual solar year is the legitimate way to do it i mean it's all categorization so it's not like the shit fucking really means anything right um but oh i I, the way that uh, japan does it i thought was pretty cool with it where it's like it, it it does it around like the year of like the certain animal and then I don't know if it's related to the Chinese one, but I don't know. I mean, you could spend hours going back and forth, fucking categorizing the same shit. But, but that's cool though. How we like, we're interested in like recording things as human beings and like keeping things in order. It's 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 really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't even remember how ye- fucking leap years work, so it's not like I even pay attention to this shit. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't even okay. I don't even understand what a leap year is. I've probably been told a couple of times, and I'm like, oh, cool, and then I just never use it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. But um. Yeah, dude. Like, Plus, all this should be wrong too. Like, it's just <laughs> quit googling outside. Like, all this fucking shit's wrong. It'd be really funny. I mean, I'm Whoa, sure the story here is that I don't really give a shit and I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, certain scientific concepts have been disproven, so I don't know. You know? All I know is that with the Julian calendar, if it's not, you know, it's less accurate to an actual solar year, the shit just lined up and it was easy to categorize and it made more sense. But I guess it wasn't cosmically accurate. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson said that um, on Joe Rogan. He said um, how he he was like, even if like the um, he's like, I'm not even sure, but even if like the the motive for correcting the calendar was just to figure out when the Sabbath was, either way, like the science is good, right? So I was like, oh yeah, thank you, man, for telling the truth. <laughs> he's a Wait, oh what. Yeah, I I was gonna tell you on the podcast his take on like why he doesn't do drugs or like psychedelics or anything like that. Have you mentioned? Um, I feel like you've mentioned it here before, but I don't remember. So he thinks like, because Joe Joe Rogan asked him like, why don't you try psychedelics? That'd be really cool because you're like a science guy, and he's like, when you look at like how, um. Like, barely the human brain can even function just on its own. 
and then you take like he's like he's like look at optical illusions that's like a you're literally it's it's like your your brain playing tricks on you and your eyes playing tricks on you right so it shows how like just weak that like our our senses are yeah and uh, in, in a way so he says like i want to see things as real and crystal and, and crystal clear as i can and i don't want anything that could slightly inhibit my ability to do so especially because aging is the one that will really get you because your world just slowly deteriorates around you and the, hopefully the technology gets better when i get older because that scares the shit i mean like i don't want to i don't i don't like knowing that like shit just keeps getting worse and worse as time goes by it's like fuck man I want, that's like, what they, i want it to age like wine i want to fucking like i want shit to be yeah, better dude. that's what they want you to believe so that they'll take some bullshit medicine and make a lot of money yeah it's like nothing really gets better it's just a codependency like we've said before but yeah things um, will get <laughs> better I, when you decide the better i kind of have a similar view like i I do. I mean, I guess really the only thing is like alcohol, but alcohol doesn't really blur my senses. It really just like I'll stumble a little bit, but like my vision doesn't get blurred. My speech doesn't get blurred, but I just act really stupid. But I feel like I'm more mm-hmm. in control, but I, I don't like feeling loss of control of my senses. So like seeing hallucinations or feeling like there's, you know, shit in the room that's not there. Like, I don't like that at all. That doesn't sound like a good time to me. No, ex- exactly. And I'm just like, yeah. And a lot of um, cultures believe that, you know, the when the DMT gets released into your brain, obviously it's a you're experiencing hallucinations, right? But, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out if it has any sort of consciousness in some sort of existence somewhere. So it's interesting to see what the science will have to say about that in the next couple of years, especially as it gets more accepted um, psychedelics yeah. into the mainstream with microdosing as medicine and all that other shit. Yeah, I know DMT as I understand it, it's like the so I know we produce it naturally in our in our heads, but like yeah. I it, isn't it like that feeling you get when you're you're like you're sleeping, right? Like there's that kind of dreamy, like really horizon-like kind of like way of like just like like you know like that state of because like sleep I know is like you're not thinking anymore. It's just all like just it's just relaxed and like and stuff like that. Like your brain, I mean, it's, your brain's functioning, but you're not actively using it. So I it's think, kind of um, gets released during REM sleep, or at least a lot more during REM sleep. I think a little bit of DMT gets activated. Yeah, I know some people. I I don't, I don't know too much about like physically taking DMT or um, ayahuasca, which is DMT mixed with some other herbs to um to have a very specific effect on the body and i don't think it lasts as long too but the whole point is you're supposed to have some sort of out-of-body experience you're supposed to go on some you know all the all the neckbeards in their spiritual journey have some sort of thing that they see or some people see aliens uh some people see the what are they called realm gnomes or some trippy little garden gnome things from another dimension so some people see terrifying things or they but I mean, the the reason why they're using it as a medicine because that plus the psilocybin that's in mushrooms, it's supposed to rewire your brain in a more positive light if you have a good experience. So trying to treat it with PTSD and depression and all that other shit, trying to physically rewire your brain. But I I don't really quite know um, past that what you're supposed to experience on DMT. Because I know sometimes on mushrooms you just feel really happy. But then if you take more of them, you start getting audio and visual hallucinations. And I don't know 
what it takes to go on a full trip on mushrooms, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the DMT art. A lot of the <laughs> shit, I'm like... Covers. It's cool album covers, but some of the stuff, I'm like... Okay, actually, no, some of the stuff does. <laughs> like, there's some stuff from, like, okay, that's creepy. Like, I don't really know if I want to, like, be seeing that when i'm if i want to go on a good like experience but like some of this i'm like okay that looks peaceful and like really calm you know yeah and the idea of losing control doesn't really scare me too much especially if i'm in a safe environment or in like a scientific environment but it's just like the physical side effects that i don't know that that'll have in my body that's really the main thing and i think yeah and like on your dmt is relatively safe i think like, like if you take too much of it your heart right just accelerates and that might be bad for some people i don't know but i don't know i don't think dmt is a super dangerous drug but with everything there's obviously side effects but you know where do you even like where do you get it like i don't understand i don't know um i don't i i don't know what natural compound has it where it grows i think some people i'm like what is it i know ayahuasca you drink it but i don't know what you do if you just take regular dmt if you if it's oral if you smoke it or i don't think you inhale it or inject it yeah, I know, like, some people, like, like you smoke it, I've seen, but. I don't watch enough Joe Rogan to know what, <laughs> a bunch of shit about DMT. Right, he goes in extensive detail about that. Yeah. But, like, there's that, um, I don't know if it's DMT or, like, what if it's psychedelics or, or mushroom or whatever it is. Like, there's this, like, that, right, and, like, I've never done any of that stuff, but I can definitely see the appeal that those things have and like the feelings that they conjure up, like just those kind of uh, like, you know, like just those horizons and like, just those like um, vast scenery kind of it's, do do you kind of know what I'm getting at? Like you see it a lot in like the, the Buddhist kind of art when you're in just like, like just those waterfalls and like the fields and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, if it's one of those life imitates art, vice versa, fine. Right. And it, Right, and it's not just in 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 Buddhist stuff or Hindu stuff. It's in like a bunch yeah. of it's everywhere in the world, right? You can yeah, find it in what you could, yeah, like you can find it in Western stuff as well. Like when you see just like paintings of like the Jerusalem or, or Rome, it can sometimes conjure up those same feelings, right? Um, but I, yeah, and I get the the appeal that it has, um, right? And I I really yeah. do like that aesthetic. Yeah, the overall point is to just rewire your brain in a positive way, just as how it affects you. And that's why people get really pretentious about their, you know, their growth into higher consciousness or their spiritual journey or whatever dumb shit have you. But I don't know if they can find a way to make it therapeutic and actually, you know, I don't know how prevalent it will be because that will be the death of, um, you know, most psychiatric drugs that just make you numb or just you know, don't actually solve your problem. So if this actually fixes your problem, there's no way that they're going to sell it or it's just going to be ungodly expensive. Like, no, your health insurance won't cover this pill. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just like they do with cancer shit. So I don't know if it's as, as helpful as they say, but I don't know. If it is, I hope that that's the case because I feel like most people need a positive rewiring in their fucking brain. Yeah. Dude, I'm still looking at this art. Yeah, there's a lot of people that go into depth about DMT aliens and how it's you're in tune with the 
frequency of the universe and you're contacting higher beings or some people think they legit legitimately talk to real conscious beings not just hallucinations in your head so i think people are actually doing research on that so it has enough credibility to the point where they're looking into it at least i don't know who knows yeah joe, joe rogan talked about how like you're you kind of see literally everything you know yeah like you literally see everything <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of goes into the same concept, and I haven't read it fully, but the CIA was really into astral projection, trying to prove it had some sort of real-life consciousness or real effects somewhere in quantum physics. And I don't know if they... It's been a while since I glanced... I didn't read it, I just glanced over it, but they did some experiment with... They had two people in separate locations, they didn't know where, and they tried to have them astral project and connect to each other and relay numbers back and forth. So I think they did experiments like that. So there is some interest into... Like yeah, but did, did that actually did that work? I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. There's, it's you never know with the CIA because they're always prone to making up bullshit, and they declassified I, it. Yeah. So you know how how interesting can it be if they declassified it? I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's something Neil deGrasse Tyson talked about. How like he does? He said he doesn't believe in out of body experiences and how um, because he said like. like the way to conduct the experiment would be similar how you were saying how like he said you would need to have like if they're in the hospital room you would need to have a piece of paper it like put in a place that like they could only see it if they were um like in the actual position that they claim they're in and that they haven't been able to to say what was actually written on that piece of paper um I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never had that kind of experience. I'm sure it, it is real. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what you're feeling is real to you. It's just a matter of fact of like, is it just your brain? Right, right. Is, the, is, your, the, is your brain making chemicals or are you actually tuning into some sort of dimension or some sort of consciousness? Right, that, right? that's the yeah, that, that's the question, yeah. And I don't know, like in my head, realistically, it, it, it sounds kind of far-fetched, but I know I'm open-minded to the point where like maybe – because maybe that is like obviously everything is frequency and vibration so there is a higher consciousness out there and we're able to tune into it on a micro level and it takes that chemical in our brain to tune into it then i mean it would make sense to me but i don't know i mean the fact that people have similar experiences on dmt is a little fascinating it's not just random hallucinations a lot of the time it's a very similar experience that people have right yeah that's that, that's what begs the question so. That's a little bit interesting. It's kind of the same thing with like sleep paralysis demons. Yeah, I've heard of those. So, and that sounds scary as fuck. I'm, I hope I never have sleep paralysis. Right. Right. But, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it, the topic really does interest me because I, I hope that there is some sort of higher vibration out there that we can tune into or that's where our consciousness goes when we die. Like, I yeah. really hope this isn't the fucking end. But... I don't know. Heaven, it's it's interesting to it's interesting to see. Well, that might be the freak. Like that might be the heaven frequency. That might be what you're tuning into. Who knows? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you might not. That might not be, like that. Like you might not accept that. Like you might that. Like a lot of people wouldn't really necessarily take that answer with any sort of credibility. But like, um, that's just what I'm saying. I'm like with 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 my faith and like the the Catholic faith. Like they provide an answer to that. Yeah. So if it is that cool, I just. I, I don't know right, the, the fact right. that like people it's it's enough to the point where they're actually doing real like scientific research into it to see what pops up I'd be very curious because obviously that ties into aliens and higher beings and godlike deities and all that shit so 
who knows what's out there in the universe. It's super scary, but also very cool. And I hope I get to experience something close to that in my lifetime. Yeah. Jesus' second coming, dude. <laughs> the real legal alien. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, because I'm like, bro, like, what would Jesus, like, come? would he come as, like, what he actually looked like? Would he come as how we depict him in art? But also, I mean, there's a billion different depictions of Jesus in art, so I'm like, Hmm. It's definitely not going to be the European depiction of Jesus. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's that's what it, it is interesting to me. Or I'm like, hmm, what if he can't? Because right, like every single culture depicts Jesus as that as that culture, right? So I'm like, hmm, what if like to the Europeans he looks European, and like to the Africans he looks African, and 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 so on and so on. Like I think that would be really cool. But I'm just like, hmm, I don't. I mean, I don't know what he's gonna do, but. Going back to the fake artifact thing, the the fact that the for the longest time they tried to claim that the Shroud of Turin was like his actual face. <laughs> what is that? I've heard that a billion times. I don't it's, know what that is. It's supposed There's... to be I, allegedly the veil or the the piece of fabric that was laid over Jesus's face when he died in the tomb and it left an imprint. It was supposed to be his face, but obviously they end up not being fucking real. Oh yeah, I remember. Here, so I forgot that, that, that was all that shit. Called, they but... they peddle all these fake artifacts like they're real, and it's really annoying. Yeah. No, but wasn't that that Noah's Ark they found? That that was real. I'm pretty sure. No, I don't. I don't think that was. Real. That's what I'm saying. Like they just they try to think they found all this important shit, but they don't have any fucking real data to back that shit up, and it's just it's all guesswork. So like I no, they probably did not find real pieces of Noah's Ark. I I don't like. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a way bigger deal if they actually did. But it's like, how do you even prove that? Um, apparently, like, in the... I think it was, like, in some YouTube short or whatever. Like, they found the ruins of the Ark, and then in the exact location that the Bible said that it stopped... Um, and yeah, like there's the, probably a million graves of ships up there. I think I saw it. It was, like, in some, like, mountains in Turkey or some shit. Right, because... Right, and um, but it's like the thing I I said with like the the evidence that there was an actual flood in the whole world, right? Yeah. Um. Shit, dude, I'm kind of getting sidetracked. I'm looking at a bunch of different. I mean, I I I went off the DMT art. <laughs> it made me go contact high from looking at art. <laughs> You've gone down. <laughs> no, but looking at art is so awesome, dude. Like so Turn beautiful. Into a neck beard yeah um now i went and looked at jesus art yeah so there's been a bunch of places and they're like oh this is the core um i think i can't remember this one was where i was reading somewhere in jerusalem they do have the quran like the original quran or i don't remember because a lot no, of the, the stuff not the quran i was talking about like the the courtyard where jesus was tried in uh, jerusalem i think oh you can try it those thing, a lot of those places, like they're they're very sure that those are real. Like they know all of the places, like where Jesus walked and stuff like that. You can go this visit the all that stuff. Kept but... Insane fucking records, but I'm trying to. Where are they? Right. Trying? Was that that was not in Rome? That was in Jerusalem, right? Where did he actually get crucified? In Jerusalem. Yeah, in, in in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. So like the the courtyard where he actually had his trial, I think they found, and that was like recorded to be like they did it 
during that day and that was the actual courtyard that they used so stuff like that would make more sense but finding noah's ark i don't think is ever like there's no way you can prove that i'm sure there is a way i just don't know if they've done it yet like how massive would that have to be like <laughs> they no it's very it's it's very, it says it in the bible i forgot why like i forgot what it was it, it it's very clear what the measurements of the ark was and apparently the one that they found in the video i saw was was actually the exact thing um then again like i don't maybe i have to go back and watch it i was just kind of i didn't like specifically look up like is noah's Ark. it just kind of showed up right so i think you can see the kind of like way I, I look at these things um yeah i mean i would like it to be true but i just i don't really know maybe i'd have to go back and watch it but also this thing it's like even if it was true like obviously like the whole globalist agenda like they're not going to want anything that validates like judeo-christianity right so they're just going to suppress it and they're going to cancel and they're going to make do everything in their power to make sure people don't see it you know yeah so i'm looking at this at this arc thing apparently they haven't even found any artifacts or any actual structure it's just a shape in the mountainside that matches the description i guess of the dimensions but geologists oh, geologists okay. claim it's just a rock formation so i don't they i don't know if they've done any digging or if they did lidar or any of that shit but like for right now there's not even any wood or any evidence that there was a ship it just is shaped like one in the formation on a turkish mountain so it's like i don't fucking know oh i see okay so i i don't but that's what i'm saying like they keep peddling and saying oh we found something and it's just like you don't really have any evidence to claim that you found something <laughs> and that's not a like that's just like with most archaeology in general archaeology is such a fucking it's a very interesting science if you can call it that because there's a lot of guesswork and shadow and all this other speculation that revolves around and people cannot agree to save their lives so this is just archaeology in general yeah it's like paleontology which I'm, I'm sure more people agree there but um yeah where it's like um it's fascinating to me how like we know i'm not i'm not saying that they're wrong i'm just curious to know like how do they like know how old something is it's so cool how we can figure that out i guess carbon dating is relatively accurate right but i just want to know how it's just, it's it's it's, well, inter it's interesting to me you know Dude, I am looking at some bomb as Jesus icons. <laughs> you should uh, Dude, I... type in Jesus DMT art, see what you get. Um, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why? Well, okay, never sir. It's not sacrilege. Let me see. Mount Ararat. It's kind of like Jesus mixed with like Buddha. Is it a bunch of bright colors? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. I don't <laughs> like it. Um, uh, I guess wait. Turkish researchers are working on the mount believed to host Noah's Ark, so they're starting to dig, so let's see if oh, they find okay. something. That'd and be interesting if they find... How recent was this? Uh, December of 2022, so... Oh, shit, but man. This shit takes years, so... Oh yeah, no, but that that's cool because like I was gonna say if this came out from like the two thousand or like if this came out nineteen ninety, I'm like nah, th this is probably fake. <laughs> yeah. But again, if they do find something like it's a massive ship stuck in the mountains, if they actually do find like artifacts there, so regardless if it is Noah's Ark or not, if they do find shit, that'd be really cool. Like, I guess the and if they carbon dated to thousands of years ago, like specifically to the 
um, like 11,000 or 12,000 years ago when people are starting to claim that's when the flood happened, but I don't know. Not like mainstream archaeologists or scientists, but people are trying to have a growing theory about the Younger Dryas hypothesis and the global cataclysm from an asteroid, all that shit, around 12,000 years ago. But because I don't think it's dated in the Bible, right? That's just a, a story from long ago. Yeah, I think because it's like, well, so obviously we're all we're all from Adam and Eve, and then well, no, actually we're all from Seth, I believe, because Adam and Eve had Cain, Abel, and Seth, and then Cain killed Abel. I don't know what happened with Cain, um, but then Seth had children, and then everyone's every, every human being is descended from them. Uh, right. We know, um, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, they don't have an exact date for them, so I can't see why... Actually, no. I don't think everyone is related to Seth. No, because the the the, the teaching is that we're all descended from Noah, right? Because, obviously, he was the only person alive after all of the, the flood, so... Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's obviously parts of the Bible that have been proven, like the, the cities... I think, um, was it Nineveh? Was that a city that was rumored to be fiction until they found it? Yeah. No, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible, like historians, archaeologists are like, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. And I feel like, but I think with something like Noah's Ark, that's a little bit harder to prove because that's a very, like, there's a big outlandish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but the the story itself, yeah, it's a little more, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's a, a lot harder to believe. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, but that'd be interesting if they do find this massive ship in the mountains of Turkey. Like, how the fuck did that get there? Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. It's like, hmm. I wonder how. <laughs> um, but I really, I want to go back and watch the Prince of Egypt again. That movie is really good at, at depicting all of those like mir- like the miracles and like the the plagues and everything, like so cool yeah i remember the prince of egypt being very nice and it was very it kind of obviously is around the same time as um atlantis and el dorado so i I really love that animation style yeah um but the the movie also just reminds me that like the bible like it's just it's epic right like it's got some crazy shit in there you know um and, and like the movie's very good at depicting like it's it's not depicting as it if it's like not real i don't think that's what it's going for um but it 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 just like embellishes everything you know like with the the plagues you just see like the meteors just like coming down and like just in destroying like the the pharaoh statue it's just it's so cool you know yeah and i i and this is the one thing i I love Bible stories. I thought they were always <coughs> fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's interesting that on a scientific, like, because obviously the biggest thing about, obviously the Bible is like the word of God, right? But just hearing the stories of the stuff, like not from the Old Testament, like with all the outlandish stories, but like the ones that were counted as more historical records of what happened. And that's been corroborated by the Romans or other, you know, other civilizations that during that time, I think is really interesting. Yeah, because I know that there's other stuff. I don't, I don't know if this is like the only reason. I'm sure there's many other reasons, but 
like one of the reasons like they could confirm that a lot of the stuff happened in the Bible is because there was other like accounts outside of the Bible that it happened. Yeah. Um, like specifically Jesus, like there's accounts outside of the gospels that said he was obviously it doesn't necessarily say he's the son of God, but it, they can confirm he was a real person. Yeah, I think like I, evidence shows that he, I mean, it is very, I think it's, I think it's a, I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that he was a real person. I think it, mo- most yeah. secular atheists, like any, everyone like agrees that he was a real person. Yeah, I think that's pretty much stated in mainstream now, especially because, like I said, because how good records the Romans kept. But there's also some people believe that the Romans made that all that shit up as a form of government control. Right. I. I but that's like the conspiracy, though. Yeah. Um. No, I know. But yeah, I. Yeah. Obviously, with all the accounts and shit and all the records, it's pretty likely that he was a real person. Um. But I just think it's interesting how you can look to the stories in the Bible to find shit and like find lost civilizations or places that you didn't think actually were real so it kind of corroborates a lot of that which is really cool right like the the bible is just this it's the gift that keeps on giving because there's so much you can get out of it right um because like you can just read it for the actual story you can read it for like just the i want to feel like just the words of you know like i want to like i, I want to hear the words of the prophets and the words of the kings and the priests and like i just want to feel like the power of god and i want to just dive deep into like the 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 culture and history of the jewish people right and then there you can also just read it like a hmm you know I'm from another religion, so I want to see what this religion has to offer. Like, there's so many different perspectives you can view it from. There's so many different, um, you know, like, motives for reading it. Um, there's, and, like, I just really think, um, I mean, it is the ultimate book, right? But what's interesting, I don't think I've explained this before, is that it's, it's like, called Bible because, um, like, you know, uh, biblioteca in Spanish means library and it's, and, and it, they're cognates, right? Because the Bible is like the library of, of all of like the divinely inspired books, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's not like the one book, but it's like the one library of the, of all the books, which I think is pretty cool. Another thing that fascinates me is I really want to read the books that were taken out or more of them i'm i'm i don't they, they haven't found all of the dead sea scrolls i imagine what? i keep finding more i can't remember i know they found those not that long ago um but regardless i think there are some then you were when we were talking about the before in the last podcast there's a lot of books that have a lot of contradictory claims about jesus and his life and how he died um oh yeah like i mean there's tons of books that are out there you know, like, because there's, there's tons of Gospels outside of just the four that we know, like the four true Gospels. But um, the question is just not like, um, is that part of the, but like, I mean, I, I, is the question is part of the Bible, but. Um, well, it's not part of the, I'm just saying like the ones that the Catholic Church took out or the, the other extra parts of the Dead Sea Scroll that we can't find or the ones that are new that are coming up. No, but they didn't. Like, and I, I, I've told you this before, like, they didn't take anything out. They just said, like, this is not part of, like, the actual divine canon. Like, it's a it's a book you can read, but it's just, like, a book in the sense that, like, you know, it's just, like, reading, like, Lord of the Rings or something like that. Like I said, oh, yeah, it just didn't include it or whatever the factor. I don't know if they were found after the fact, and they just said, no, this isn't part of it. I, I don't know. How, however it came down, there's obviously more books to it 
than the modern version that we have, right? Right, yeah. Like, it, it, it has, like, things have been, like, yeah, like, yes. Like, this was, this was not the intention of, you know, like, this was not, like, like through the, like, the 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 power of the holy spirit like the the church could figure out like this is not meant and this is meant you know yeah um which i also think is really interesting um but i know a lot and a lot of this the stuff that was famously um determined not canon i i know you can read um i've never actually read it um like enoch i know is the really famous one yeah enoch is i think the the biggest contradictory one I don't know what's in there but um that is like the that and then there's like the there's like maccabees so the the catholic bible has maccabees one and two i know the orthodox put three in there for some reason um which i love the story of maccabees i think that story is incredible i haven't read it I'm gonna get. This kind of inspires me to get back into. I love ancient history and all this shit, and I haven't really dove into this side mainly because I feel like there's a lot of. I mean, just in general, this whole field is just filled with contradictory and um, conspiracy and just overall just dogmatic guessing. So it's even hard to know what to believe about our ancient past. And I know I've talked about that before, but um, yeah. But I I guess that's why it's cool to to live in a day and age where we have the Bible and it's like, yeah, you can just read it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which obviously thing... like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. I mean, obviously like someone like from my perspective, who's, who's Catholic and who really believes and is really confident in the, in the, in the, the truth of the Catholic faith. Like, I understand why you could like, you could just read the Bible back in the day. But in, in other words, like, I mean, it's a trade-off, right? But in the other words, it, it is still cool that, like, you know, any like anyone could just read the Bible, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, I mean, my, my issue is strictly, like, it's, I mean, it's not a secret that they do straight-up makeup bullshit. And just, I don't, not even, like, when scripture, just like I said with the artifacts thing or the way that they funnel money or just using divinity as a tool to just envelop control i don't know like it's hard i mean obviously there's scientific backing up of stuff that happened in the bible people are not going to believe just the spiritual aspect of it but i mean that's not really meant to be proven it's meant to be just lingered on faith right but if it makes sense it makes sense i just think that it's interesting how we can there are definitive things that we can prove from thousands of years ago but again i don't know this like the artifacts thing really pisses me off because it just it doesn't help it doesn't help anything like it just makes your side look more scammy and unreal and it just i i don't know like i i and this is a problem just with not even with catholicism just with anything in general every like religious museum that i've been to it just it's all just it seems like it's just utter bullshit the way that they present everything it's just what like what is the point of this and my my real guess is that they're just using it to fucking you know funnel donations and just trick people into you know, it's like giving money to the church kind of shit. And I think it's just done on a more business level and it irritates the fucking hell out of me. Especially if they don't do any actual mission work. Right, yeah, I know we both if they're literally just, you know, <laughs> buying their fucking mansions and private jets and literally just scamming people for no fucking reason. I hate yeah, that I, so much. I don't understand how that's, like, allowed to be a thing. 
Like it should make sense. Like for in order to like, I don't understand how the process works, but I, I assume like you have to qualify for like being a religion. So I want to know like what are the qualifications? You know, I'm sure it's easy to do because most people can do it. They can claim a lot of religious exemptions for shit, and people can do that. Um, I don't know, but the I think the courts are starting to crack down on these fucking pastors that are living lavish lifestyles. Yeah, like the guys you're showing me. Yes, it's like if you're gonna prove to the government this was a donation, what are you doing with it, kind of thing. So, right, he said like Jesus would have wanted this. <laughs> yeah, so I think the biggest distinction is these guys, kind of like the MLM bullshit. They actually they have you know they sell all their gay ass merch. They have their books. They have all their TV programs, other T-shirts or whatever the hell, right? So like they're getting rich off of that shit too. So it's like I guess they're reporting that as a reason for their lifestyle when probably the majority of it comes from donations. I don't know. Like, there's ways around the law. There's loopholes. All this legal shit that you have to do. I assume you hire people to do this shit for you, so you can not have to worry about it. But I think they're starting to crack down. Right. It's like uh, my my dad said he was like, he said it was like it's like um, it's like being in the Catholic hierarchy. You don't even need to be Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. Especially like in rural areas, like when you walk, when you drive through a whole town and the whole town looks like shit except for the really nice, clean brick church building that's in there, it's just like it just gets ridiculous to a point. I guess I never really seen that, but well, it's like yeah, they take the money. From I'm the sure community. it's there. They, yeah, they don't. I mean, obviously, I mean, some churches do food banks and drives, and they do a lot of communal shit, or they do housing. So obviously, it's not all of them. I feel like you should be tax exempted if you do actual charitable stuff, but not just funneling money to, you know, buy a lavish building or support your pastor's lifestyle. Like that's ridiculous. That's literally should just be illegal. It's just, it's just a scam is what it is. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like that's why you notice that every shitty town you go in love, especially most of the Catholic churches are very nice, lavish brick, nice interior. It's not run down like a shitty little Baptist church shack thing. (laughs) But, Wait, but are are you criticizing like the the Catholic side too, or I'm criticizing any church, Catholic or not, that uses money as donations to support whatever lavish lifestyle, and they don't really do any communal work. So like yeah, they're just but, no, basically but, taking donations for no fucking reason to just have money. And no, but also I have tax free money too. It's not even, like that's what's really infuriating is they don't even pay taxes. No, I have I, to. But I'm right, right. No, that's what I agree. I, I, I don't have a problem with a religion using money to make their church look nice. I have a problem with like you know the the pastor buying a mansion. That's like where it's like no, or buying like a private jet. They can make the place look nice. I don't. Know, I'm saying if they do all that stuff, but they don't actually do anything communal. Like that's just. They just have a really nice building in the middle of this shitty little town and they don't do anything. Like, they don't hold food drives. They don't have any sort of housing. They don't do any outreach, stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. Then in that case, yeah. But also, I mean, like... siphoning money off of whatever community that they're in. <laughs> right. But um, making the church look nice, um, I know you don't... I You probably would agree with me, honestly. Um, I had arguments with these people a lot. You know, they're like, well, why don't, why doesn't the church like just donate to the poor? Why do they need to like spend money to make their church look nice? And I'm like, well, when they're spending money, who is that going to, right? Because you need to pay people to 
build the church. You need to pay people to paint it. You need to pay people to make all of the stuff in it. So it's like, like they need money to employ people, right? So that's why I don't have a problem with like tithe. Espe like, um, I mean, I, obviously, you know, as we talked about for other religions, it doesn't necessarily go to the right place. And obviously it's never all 100% going to go to the right places. But um, that's why I'm fine with like a church looking nice. I mean, unless, like you said, if it's like you go to a town and it's like there's nothing else there. Yeah, I bet that's that's yeah, not the when you're thing. in a small <laughs> community and the only nice building in the whole place is the church. I feel like that's a problem. Because they're just siphoning money from the community. Like, yeah, if, like if you go to like anywhere in Northern Virginia, fine. Make the church as nice as you want. You get money, millions of dollars in donation, whatever. People are going to voluntarily give their money because they're burning a hole through their pocket or they're lobbying or some other dumb shit. But like when you're taking money from people that are already poor, just as a – and they're using the guise of giving money to Jesus. Like that's just fucking – it's just sick to me. Well, I mean some people do want the church to look nice. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's 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 they have a divine price tag to it. It's like it's not even about making your it's it's like you're paying your devotion to God through earth money to earth people. It's really just a stupid fucking way that they think about it. And like I said, you know, all these people that dress in suits, they want to donate money so their kids can have a good education to go to whatever gay ass school. Fine. But, like, for people that are coal miners, they work some shitty-ass job in some small town that's just going to be decrepit. But they're still donating money to their church. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, if you pull those people, like, most of them like doing that. Like, poor people, on average, are a lot more religious than rich people. Yeah, that's how a scam works. You make people think there's value. It's the same thing with any scheme. Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme. You take the money and run and pretend like you're getting an actual thing from it. But you're not. That's why I think it should be illegal. Yeah, but a lot of these people, like I said, if you survey them, like, I don't really think they care. I mean, and then again, it depends on, like, where the money's actually going. And it's like, and in what are they doing in conjunction besides just, like, buying the stuff to yeah. repair the church, right? Well, obviously, yeah, like I mean, said, if they're, if if you they're need paying to, repair, to employ yeah. people, so that gives jobs to the community. If they're doing any sort of, like, food or shelter shit or outreach or help build things, that's fine. Like donate as much money as you can to actual programs that they that they sponsor that's no problem with that that's fine but they don't do that shit and they literally just make the you're, you're donating to keep the church fucking renovated <laughs> then that's just retarded right um so then i guess we do agree yeah um because like obviously so the church needs money for multiple reasons well number one like they actually they need to maintain the buildings right and they also need to maintain like the because obviously like the, the catholic church employs tons of people yeah right so they actually they need to pay their workers yeah, right because they, they have keepers yeah all that shit yeah I oh yeah how that works yeah that that's all well and good that's fine yeah employing people in your community that's that's obviously not a problem right um because if the donations just went to exclusively stuff like that and like fine if they already made a nice building, that's just historical and that's just how it is. But you have to keep the money to help the church run it. Like if they're just transparent about where the money goes. Right. That's yeah. fine. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with keeping something renovated and keeping your employees paid. That's just how life works. You have to, you have to fuck everything costs money. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, it's just the fact that it's untaxable. And it's like the only thing or not the only thing, but one of the few things that is untaxable. This is why people try to claim that they're a religion or try to get a religious exemption for a lot of shit. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like any, 
building any church built now is not going to have shit on the dark ages man that is like some of the most gorgeous architecture ever yeah good lord yeah but i mean you can see like it what i was gonna say the the fire that happened at notre dame um or notre dame yeah like the majority of the church was destroyed right i think so like the ceiling and everything yeah so that's that's fucked yeah, and I was yeah, it's sad. But um other than that, I mean I really think the investment in that paid off, you know. I'm sure the insurance payout was handsome. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, sure that shit. <laughs> right. But it's just um it's inter- it's just it's 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 interesting the contrast, you know, because it's like that as opposed like those that took like hundreds of years to build Right, and then um, yeah, versus like now, you know, where it's like, yeah, I guess everyone's employed, but it's like, yeah, great, <laughs> everything looks boring. <laughs> yeah, especially like the, and it's it's irritating because like the I'm, and this is exclusively with like the 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 mega churches, like it's it, I can't even just like those are too to much. Like you just have to walk in there and experience it. It is just. I like, don't want to. You've already showed me like the videos of it. I'm like, bro. That's what we should do. We should walk into a TV evangelical service and fucking review it and lose. Have you lose your mind? That'd be fun to attend one of those. Not if you have to. I'm not paying to get in. I'm not doing that bullshit. You have to pay to get in. I think some of them, because some of them are so popular, they charge you like a ticket fee. It's like you're watching a show. What, bro? But that's I think I don't know if that's any around here, but that's I think popular in Texas. And then obviously the donation. It's like when you as soon as you walk in, it looks like they can buy their books and their merchandise and all that other. Nonsense. I know the, I know the um, Scientologists like notorious for like. Oh, it's just a money like that. It's literally right. It's, it's a, like another scam to funnel money, but except you got celebrities doing it, so it's like you get it on a massive scale. Right. I can't believe they let a science fiction writer make a religion just revolve around giving you money. And, and people can argue that's most religions in general, but like they do it on a fucking spectacular level. It's it's crazy. <laughs> apparent about it. Yeah, they are apparent, and they're worse than the Mormons about it. <laughs> Oh, the Mormons are bad about. I mean, okay, I'm sure the Mormons are bad about a lot of things. <laughs> Dude, Mormon. Um, oh my God. Yeah, the you know the fucking Mormon Disneyland that's in Maryland. No, I didn't. You ever know see that, that thing? That temple, that massive temple that looks. It's just look up Mormon Temple Disneyland and it'll pop up. I've seen some kind of church looking thing when I drive on like I like I want to say it's the 395, but I'm not entirely it's, sure. I think it's off of 495. And 495, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know that that was like Mormon. Yeah, it's this massive Mormon temple. It's like gold spires. What I I think it's marble. No, not marble or concrete. It's it's some sort of white material with gold towers. It looks like the Disneyland castle, kind of. <laughs> nice dude but, yeah it's just like if, if if there's any religions that funnel money none do it better than the mormons and scientologists yeah the um my my sister told me that outside of so like there's the huge mormon temple in salt lake city right utah yeah 
And then there's a Catholic church right down the street that has that has in front of the church the, the quote in the Bible that says, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. <laughs> yeah. Slam. Got him. Burned. I want to say some part. And I, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I think some translations say like anyone who adds or subtracts. So it's like both, right? I don't know. It's hard to get this. But that's the thing. Like that stuff. But like, I don't under. Well, right. But that's beside the point. But like, I still don't understand. Like, what even. I mean, I, I understand like the general overarching premise of the Mormon religion. But like, it's literally just as simple as like some dude saw some rocks and was like, yep, that's what was, what's written on there. And this is the, like, is that literally what happened? I don't know. I just know that Joseph Smith, yeah, he, he he basically found new books of the Bible or angels told him whatever the story is. I don't I don't know the Mormon dichotomy. I know he they believe a bunch of weird shit about America being the center of things back in the day or something about the Native Americans and they, they just have a bunch of weird lore. But I think like but but none of that is all that beside the point. It doesn't even matter what this what their scripture teaches them is it like they're their ways of life are just so strange and like the way they can't do a bunch of shit and also like the, the polygamy laws that they have and all that other weird shit that they their politics is so ingrained yeah in i know like it's, it's just it's, it's just it's like how does creepy, it get to that yeah. point and it's obviously creepy, money yeah. gets to that point right and it's like I, I i know like obviously we're not supposed to judge and i know i know it's like well you know look at your religion too and yeah i i know but it's like certain things like the mormonism i'm just like uh you know like it just that's just not really good it's kind of really uncomfortable i'd say in like cult-like activity scientology is at the top mormons are right behind them and i think catholicism kind of sits in this weird sect where it's like some churches do some churches don't kind of thing because i feel like the couple that I've been to, it's it's not really been the same feeling. I feel like I've gotten different feelings, but if like you walk into any Mormon service or any Scientology thing, it's going to be the same shit that they spew in the, every service. Wait, but then, like, the what is, like, even... So, like, wait, so then the Mormons are Christian, but then, like, what's in the Book of Mormon? Like, is it just, like... Because, like, it's not part of the Bible, so then it's, like, is it just a continuation no, it's, it's, it's of, literally, like... it's literally... It's shit that Joseph Smith made up that he claimed well, to have found... I, I, no, I know it's it. It's not a part of Christianity. It's like an ex- like. No, no, no. I, I, I know. Like, I know it's all. I know it's all bullshit. But I'm just wondering, like, what is it claiming to be? That's what I'm interested. I, I know it's all. To be it's a all made truer up. Truer religion but... of Christianity, I believe, or an extension of, or like it's it's like a fan, it's like the fan fiction version. So it's like it's the it's how it's supposed to be. I don't fucking know. Okay. But looking, they do. I don't know if they claim. I I don't think they claim themselves as part of Christianity. I think they think that they're the, the way that Jesus is supposed to be represented, or how it actually is, because Joseph Smith, found it to be that way. Yeah, they're like, I want to say like Jehovah's Witnesses are similar in that way. I don't. I don't know anything about um, Jehovah's Witnesses at all. Besides, I have, just knock on your door like Mormons. Right, right. I have a friend who is, and he's actually like a normal dude. Um. And he actually, he, 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 he doesn't like the, um, 
like the sentiment that people have, like just that kind of, he thinks it's just kind of like a misunderstanding. And I'm like, yeah, I, I bet you're right. Cause like, I mean the, the people who practice a religion don't define the religion, right? It's the actual religion. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm like, I, I'm sure you're right, dude. He's like, he's like, yeah, people think it's like a cult. And like when I'm there, I'm like, we're all just normal people. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you're right, dude. Um, obviously like, I'm not saying that there aren't people that go to like Jehovah's witnesses, like services that are like really weird and creepy, but it's like every religion has that, right? Like every single institute, like you can find that anywhere. Um, I feel like with Mormons and Scientologists, that cult-like behavior is more institutional rather than just random people that you meet or a specific sect or a specific um, temple or whatever the fuck they call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's the isolation from ideologies around yours. Like you, your your religion is the ethos of how everyone should be, and so like it's. I mean, obviously, you can make the argument that everyone does that, but with them, it's a lot worse. With who you said? With Scientology and Mormonism. I think Scientology is probably the worst out of all of them. I mean, yeah, literally. Because at least, like, I guess with Mormonism, you have, like, kind of, like, I mean, it's it's not Jesus, really, because they just, they don't even say he's, like, God. So it's like, wait. Because it's like, the whole thing is, like, I don't understand how you could say you're Christian. Well, I, I know they don't claim to be Christian, but some people do categorize him as Christian. But I'm like, how could you say that you're Christian if you don't even like believe in the divinity of Christ, that's literally like what Christian means. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like when you ask somebody what their opinion is on it, it's like, this is just their version of what Christianity should be. I guess I don't know. Well, then again, like they don't claim to be, but that's, it just, it no, doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, what is the point? Like what, what? Cause like every religion, right. Has like their selling point, so to speak. Right. Where it's like, we believe like everyone has the every religion has a creed right whether it actually makes sense or not every religion has like the we believe in this 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 and that and this is how we obtain like in in a lot of like you know in christianity's case salvation right or nirvana or whatever it is whereas like i don't understand like what is like the pitch for mormonism like i i, I don't get it well, I guess I'm reading up. I guess they do believe that Jesus is the son of God. They just believe a bunch of very specific shit about him. And I, I don't know. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, I, I come. I'm looking this up too. Okay. How is Mormonism the, different to Christianity? It's views on scripture, the nature of God, and the deification of believers, the deity of Christianity. Oh, I'm sorry. The deity of Christ and the Trinity and finally, salvation. Okay, it didn't actually explain any of those, but... Here, I got, a, I got a better one. So there's eight of the most bizarre Mormon beliefs, and this is from some random fucking article. I have no idea. I'm not... This may be all bullshit, but it looks interesting. So Mormons believe in eternal marriage, and they also believe that Christ, the Heavenly Father, and the Holy Ghost are separate beings. Right, okay, so that's where they fuck up tremendously. The Book of Mormon says that Christ ministered to the whole world as opposed to what? Oh, yeah, like they think he went to like North America or something like that. Yeah, okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. America comes up a lot in a lot of their fucking beliefs, which... <laughs> right, because it's, it's just, it's such an American thing. Like, no other country could produce a religion like this. Yeah. They also believe in donating 10% of their money to charity. Does that mean their church or legitimate charities? They pay a generous fast offering, which is a donation to charity once per month. They fast 
for 24 hours to show their devotion to God and donate the money they would spend on those meals plus a generous amount to charity. Mormons have a belief that everyone has a responsibility to research their family history. What? That actually is pretty cool. But that's not bizarre. Like, everyone does that. They believe that innocent children are without sin. Hmm. Mormons dedicate more than two hours per week to church worship. I don't feel like that's that much. No, but yeah, that's not bizarre. Like, yeah. Two hours <laughs> a week. That's like, if you count up the hours I'm in church, like, I'm probably in there more. I'm not saying I'm better, but like, that's just, yeah, that's not well, not normal. Yeah. Well, the next one is they serve in their churches without pay often for many hours per week, which is, you know, how convenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is forbidden in Mormonism? Alcohol, tobacco, tea, coffee, and drugs. Oh, so, yeah, they, they can't have any of that shit. Gambling, they can't do. Profane language, nope. Occult practices, so Satan worship and any affiliation with the occult is banned. Sexual ethics, they believe that sexual desire should only be satisfied in heterosexual marriage. Sex is not only for having children, but as an expression of a couple's unity. Yay! So they get right sex about out- something. <laughs> <laughs> sex outside of marriage is banned, and that includes any sexual relations before marriage or neck Yay! Petting. Yay! <laughs> sexual perversions are banned, and masturbation is highly disapproved of. Dude, points for Mormons right now. <laughs> Bunch of prudes. Mormons think that chastity should be the dominant virtue among young people. Nice. All for that, baby. Young Mormons don't usually go out with members of the opposite sex until they are 16 years old. Serious relationships are then expected to lead to marriage and usually are delayed longer. Um, Expected to be chaste. Relationships are not allowed during the mission period. Okay. The restrictions on sexual activity are regarded as helping people's appreciation of the true value of marriage. Okay. Obviously against birth control, blah, blah, blah. So no yeah, homos. they they get it right about a lot of stuff. Polygamy nice. was practiced by some Mormons during the first fifty years of the church. The church ended the practice in eighteen ninety, although some Mormons outside the main church still practice it. So I guess yeah, the th- traditionalists th- love to fuck a lot. Yeah, that's so that's their excuse. Like, yeah, that's, oh, we have to have a sexual ethics of chast. Fuck that! I want three wives. Right, that's where they fuck all of them at the same time. Don't get it right. <laughs> Um, like they were, they were winning some points. They were scoring, but then oh. they uh, they got a huge penalty, like a huge fifteen yard. No, more than that. They got like a hundred yard penalty with that. <coughs> they lost their whole touchdown. Like their views on abortion are obviously they're opposed to it, except in the cases of incest or rape. Mm. Even in case, even in these cases, abortion is not automatically seen as the right course of action. Euthanasia is condemned. Mm. So it's a violation of the commandments of God. However, they recognize that when a person is in the final stages of terminal illness, there may be a difficult decision to be taken. The church states that when dying becomes inevitable, death should be looked upon as a blessing and a purposeful part of an eternal existence. Members should not feel obligated to extend mortal life by means that are unreasonable. Infertility. I guess they accept... Artificial insemination by donor is not banned, but not encouraged. Artificial insemination of single woman is not approved. Surrogate motherhood is not approved. What's surrogate motherhood? 
like if um if let's say a woman can't get pregnant so her husband takes a sperm like gives a sperm sample and there's another woman that is going to carry the child oh yeah okay so it's surrogate motherhood so yeah, you can't do that. organ transplants <laughs> the latter-day saints leaves decisions about organ donations and transplantation entirely <coughs> up to the individuals to decide so they issued the following statement whether an individual chooses to will his own bodily organs or authorizes the transplant of organs from a deceased family member is a decision for the individual or the deceased member's family. The decision to receive a donated organ should be made with competent medical counsel and confirmation through prayer. Why do they even feel the need to add that? Basically just like, it's your own decision. Why do they need a doctrine to tell that you you get to decide to fucking get an organ transplanted to you or donate one if it's through encouragement, competency, or prayer? You know why? Because it's expensive, man. Yeah. Suicide is wrong. However, the church recognizes that a person who commits suicide may not be responsible for his or her acts. Only God can judge such a matter, and Mormons believe that God will consider the person's circumstances and a degree of their accountability at the time of suicide. So, you know, you may be fine. You never know. Oh, yeah, because anyone can repent, even if you're falling down the, the bridge into the lake, like... Even, like, right before you hit the lake, like, anyone can have second thoughts and be like, yeah, I didn't want to do this. Oh, here's one that you're going to love. The Holy Bible is not the Word of God. Hmm. It says, while we do not believe the Bible to be inerrant, complete, or the final Word of God, we accept the essential details of the Gospels. Right. I guess I might... Do you understand, like, what I mean by that? Yeah. The Christian church is corrupted. They believe that the Christian church declined shortly after the deaths of the apostles and became hopelessly lost. Joseph Smith said that he asked God to show him a church to join, and God's answer was that their creeds were all corrupted, so he should start his own. Again, how convenient. Right, exactly. Um, obviously, the Book of Mormon contradicts the Bible in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, that's what it just doesn't... Yeah, they say that the both God, the Father, and Jesus Christ have flesh and bones, but the Bible says God is spirits. Right. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, and they so they also said that Jesus Christ was God, the Father's first creation, but according to the Bible, Jesus is the Creator. Well, right, because Jesus is God. Yeah. Right, and so like, Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer. Uh, what? Okay. No, yeah. you lost me. It says since Lucifer is a created being, that means Jesus Christ created Lucifer. Um, Interesting. Um, yeah, so they say that Jesus was created by God. Yeah. I forgot, because that was a question I had. I forgot what the answer was. Because, <coughs> like, I asked, like, does um, God love the devil? Um, right? That's and an I, interesting I, question. I, I for, no, it is. Um, right? So the, the, the teaching is that God did not create evil, right? Because evil is just a rejection of God. Right, because like it's it's like it's our fault. It's like like God didn't create evil; we did, right, by eating from the tree. Um, so I know the answer to that, but I just don't know like, hmm, what about Lucifer? Because Lucifer was obviously he was like the awesomest angel ever. Like he was awesome, but then he he fell, right? Because he thought because he he was like the I don't know if he was like the number one angel. He was some, he was he was pretty awesome, but then he eventually thought um, that he was better than everyone else, and then God was like. No, you're not. 
you know, and then he just got mad and he's like, no, I'm better than you, God. So I don't know. That's like the story. And then. um, So I don't know. Because I'm like, does God love the devil and the demons? I, I, I don't know. It is a, it is a, I'm sure there's an answer to it, but I don't know what yeah. that is right now. They also believe in baptism for the dead. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So the folks take their misunderstanding of this verse and build a whole doctrine around it. They've invested so much in this practice that they have become the world leaders in genealogical records. Interesting. Temple garments. LDS people who undergo the temple sealing ceremony wear special undergarments. They say these garments remind them of their commitment to follow Christ and that the garments protect them from harm. Oh, yeah, this is the one I was talking about. So ancient North American civilizations visited by Christ is what you're saying, right? So the claims yeah. ancient civilizations yeah, in yeah. North America, and they say that Jesus came to them. And uh, they even commissioned a Department of, of Archaeology to investigate that. And they finally shut it down when it became clear that there's no evidence of these civilizations that were visited by Jesus. The burning of the bosom? Lardy seems um, pleased if, if you feel the burning of the bosom that it's right. Contrast how the Bible tells us to search the scriptures and to I don't I don't know what that means. What is burning of the bosom? Like you have heartburn? Your tits I don't know. I mean Yeah, that's what I assume it means, but I I've never I'm not familiar with the expression. Burning of the bosom is like saying follow your heart. I don't get that. I guess Oh it's, like like your heart's the burning desire in your heart, I see. Okay. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Hmm. Uh, the repeal doctrine of polygamy. So this is their, this is their view on polygamy. Marriage between one man and one woman is God's standard unless he commands otherwise. <laughs> that's, that's convenient if you ask me. Exactly. That's very convenient. I like that rule. Let's, let's bring that rule here. <laughs> right. You see, you see, this is the difference between the actual understanding of God and the, the Mormon understanding of God and a bunch of other interpretations of God. Right. Whereas like the way that, that, that Catholicism understands God is that God created the universe and he made, you know, he made the natural law and all of these other things. It's very orderly. And he is not going to act outside of his own law. Right. So like, I can't just say like, Oh, like, like, like God's never going to ask me to go against the Ten Commandments, right? Like, God's never going to just suddenly say, yeah, you can start killing people, right? Be and, and it's not just okay because God says it, right? Whereas, like, you have, like, that, that connection of, like, okay, God said it. Like, like, we know things are right, not just because God said it. But also, like, you kind of have that thing, like, in your in your heart, like, yeah, that feels right, you know? And, and also, like, just with the evil, right? Like, there's not just, like, God is very clear in the Bible of, like, what is wrong, right? And what is sin, right? And and it's, like, that's part of it. But you also have, like, the, yeah, like, that's kind of bad. I understand what he's saying, right? But then it's, like, in these other religions, like, like Mormonism, it's, it's, it's like, just God doesn't have like like in Catholicism, God answers to His own reason and creation, right? But in other religions, God does not have to answer to reason, right? right. So he's like, he's essentially just like this pagan like deity who just needs like sacrifice. Like, he's no different than any other like just 
pagan god you see in all these other cultures and this is what made the the hebrew god different right but then now like he's just literally this like it yeah i don't i mean it's it's hard to like you said argue that kind of metaphysical stuff and i mean that's not even like for me like it's fun reading this kind of stuff because obviously like both sides will have their versions like mormon versus catholic and you, people can go back and forth and argue whatever but the thing that i think is interesting about mormonism is that Joseph Smith had their had his own translation, and the church doesn't really print it, and it's it's basically it's a version of the King James Bible that he messed around with, and he was trying to give the impression that prophecies were written in old in the old days, and I guess Bible scholars caught on quick, so it it never really took wind, and it huh. basically just said he just mistranslated a bunch of shit to fit whatever his narrative was. So <laughs> they don't even trust his version of it. They just kind of, the church just developed their own, I guess. So like it's his like, intent was to deceive the reader, I guess. It's like Martin Luther. <laughs> oh, you, you think Martin Luther mistranslated a bunch of shit? Oh no, he very did. Consensus? Like, no, yeah. And the, and the Protestants afterwards created like, they're like, no, 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 this is the actual Protestant Bible because there's like the, there's like the Bible that the Protestants use, right? Which have about seven books removed from the original Bible. And then there's that, that's the one that they use currently. Right. But then there's the one initially that Martin Luther translated into German. And it's literally referred to now as like the Luther Bible, because they know that it's like not it. Right. And there's Lutheranism too. There's a specific sect with that, I think. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, there's the the Lutherans. I know there's like the Lutheran Church, right? Um, yeah. So it's like, no, no, no. Like, we're we are very confident. Not just like Catholics, but everyone's like, yeah. Martin Luther didn't really do a good job of translating the Bible, because he like when you look when you compare him, like he 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 changed a lot of things to like fit his his viewpoint and how he saw things. Interesting. And you know yeah, I, it, I never really I never looked at it from that angle. I just assumed that humans just did that for thousands of years, just taking their versions of it and mixing it and making it malleable to whatever they wanted to fit with their beliefs. So I, I figured that was just happened throughout time. It's just especially with misuses and translation. Uh, I'm sure, but no, 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 no. Like you're right, but I just think a lot of people like they just give Martin Luther like just like a pass, and they think that he was like a, a good person. I'm like, no, he absolutely was not. At all. He did absolutely nothing good. I don't know. My history is fuzzy on him. I just know what he... Basically just the Protestant Reformation. But beyond that, I don't really know much about him. You know what he said about the Jews? <laughs> Probably something really funny. What did he say? Uh, he said uh, we should burn down the synagogues. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. No, and it's like... But, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like, people have, like, this just this general good view of Martin Luther. Like, that he was, like, the good guy. I'm like, no, he was not. He was I, not a good man. But I think it's safe to say anybody in history that people view as a good person probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, I'm like, when you actually look at his life, you really can't blame the way he viewed the church. And, like, I mean, I get it. And, like, I'm sure he was also, like, abused by his dad when he was younger. Um, some people even say he was gay. I don't know if that's true or not. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that as like a bad thing towards gay people. That's irrelevant. I'm just saying like, nah, that just, that well, it just kind of makes sense. I tormented sense, people but... back then probably like had some sort of thing going on like that. Cause obviously you right, can't that's... function in society, especially back in that day. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it would make sense to me. Um, but yeah, it's just, and also like just a lot of the priests around him. Yeah. were terrible people. So like, I don't blame him for believing the things he did, but, um, yeah. Oh, and here, sorry to go back. I'm just very enamored. I'm, I'm reading a bunch of other Mormon shit. That's crazy. So this is the one thing that is, and this is why there's a lot of very specific, just crazy cults that are within Mormonism. And I think it's from this line right here. So it says, and again, this may not be true because I don't know shit, but it sounds like it could be true. And from all the, I'm very interested in cults. And so from all the Mormon sub, and these aren't like obviously part of the Mormon doctrine. These are just people that are crazy. And, and from this line right here. So in the Mormon faith, God is a mortal being that went through a process of exaltation to Godhood. So there are many similarities between the Mormon faith and Christian denominations, but the main difference is that humans can also go through this process of exaltation to Godhood, and this has led to many curious and bizarre rules that has been taught in the church. And I think that mindset that you can become that highly elevated Godhead figure is the reason why these cults pop up. Like the one woman that believed that she could sense negative and positive energy to the point where she thought that everyone around her, like her husband and family and friends were the negative spirits and basically killed them. And she was trying to start her own church because she felt like she had the spiritual power. <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit like that. That's fucked, dude. Um, yeah, but they can't go to the movies. They wear special underwear that turns their, that turns white when they sin. That sounds cancerous. They don't read the Bible. Technology's forbidden. They don't let women give talks or hold sermons or any leadership position. <laughs> Get fucked. Members of the Mormon <laughs> church cannot use birth control. Obviously, there's no dancing. They can't celebrate Christmas, Halloween, Easter, or birthdays. Interesting. Yeah, so can't I'm wear like, makeup. And you can't join the military if you're a member right. of the church. I know that there's a lot of similarities to Jehovah's Witnesses. Like My friend told me that, like, yeah, you can't join the military. He said you're not allowed to... Like, you have to be politically neutral. Like, I don't think you're allowed to vote for any elections. Um, also, like, the... Um, yeah, a lot of those rules where I'm just like... Yeah, I can see why people have, like, this, this stereotypical view of, like, Christians. Of just, like, these people that are just... Just don't want any joy in anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that makes sense for, like... For those kind of Christians, right? <laughs> but I, I mean, you yeah. can't just apply that to Christians as a whole, right? No, and I think, and you talk to different people, they they don't because it's official doctrine. It's not even what they practice or what they believe, and they do their own thing, pretty much. Is what I can gather, or they justify their actions, or they just repent for them. I guess. Yeah, but I remember uh... <laughs> this was no. um, I can't remember. I I was for the brief time had brief relations with. A lady and she was mm. like really religious but i i don't know if she was catholic or I, whatever the denomination is but she was highly promiscuous and i i remember i was curious about because i i've usually never really gave a shit whatever people believe that whatever the contradicted right so i was curious i was like like don't you see this as a huge mortal sin right and i guess the fact that 
I, she said something along the lines of the fact that I can be like forgiven about it doesn't really matter. So it's like, I can just keep doing it, I guess was her mindset. It's like missing the entire point. <laughs> I guess I was like, okay, I guess if you're fine, I'm fine. <laughs> right. Sure. It's not a sin. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Didn't you say like in like family guy or whatever, it's like, but they're, it's like the military's in like, Afghanistan and they, they like right before they kill Osama bin Laden he's like I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> yeah and he goes to heaven yes yeah. <laughs> well that yeah, is so I feel like a lot the... of people have that view like looking in and also I've met a few people that are religious that also feel that way too that's the Martin Luther understanding of heaven yeah but that doesn't make any sense well, I thought that was more the Catholic version because it's like repentance and um just, no, it's you know, Hail Marys and all that shit. It's like a you're, it's the cleansing of your sins. Obviously, under the guise of like you have to change your behavior, and you can't just keep doing it. I get that, but I feel like people just view it as that and just still do it anyway. No, because well, even if people do that, that's not what the actual doctrine of the church is. Whereas what Martin Luther said is that only faith is what matters, and and like works essentially don't matter, right? So he said like the only thing that's required to get to heaven is that you believe in God. Right. So then I'm like, well, okay, I believe in God. So like, why am I, how am I, why am I not going to go to heaven? And right. And then also it's like demons believe in God. They acknowledge that he exists. So it's like, they're not in heaven. <laughs> yeah. They're on earth directing shit. Right. So that's why I'm just like, it just, it, it, it <laughs> there's there, it's not consistent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's I still like the, that that kind of humor that Family Guy does. I think it's all fair game. I don't know. I it's most, funny. Most Mormons I've met have been just fake nice, and I I fucking can't. And this is just because I can't stand most people in general. But like I I don't like deeply devoted people in anything, whether it's a religion or their favorite band. I hate ultimate fans of anything. <laughs> you don't like me. <laughs> You're not like you, you. I don't see you as like a like a fanboy of it like you actually do because it's what you truly believe in you don't you don't have like a i i don't feel like you have a dogmatic nature nature to it especially when you talk to other people oh i see oh yeah because like you know there's people where like i mean even if what they're saying is like could could be true right like they they just say it in the sense that like like they're literally just saying it the way they heard it somewhere and they're not actually taking it and just saying it how they really i mean obviously i'm not saying like a lot of what you know because a lot of even you would agree like a lot of stuff that religion gets like they, they get a lot a lot of stuff right uh so like but they don't actually understand why that's right it's just kind of it's it's right because that person said it right i think they can be right for the wrong reasons i feel like there's a lot of things that are just innately good and bad. And there's people that believe like pornography is a great example, right? There's scientific reasons why pornography is bad. And there's spiritual reasons why pornography is banned and bad, right? So there's different reasons why people believe in the same things. And I think that's just in life in general. So that's why to me on earth living right now, just focusing on what, you know, in my lifetime and the things that I can control you know, what objectively is a good idea, regardless of whoever on what side believes what version of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So in that way, then, yeah. Because, like, that's just how life is. Nobody's completely wrong about everything all the time. It's not one side versus the other. And I, I hate that view. 
Right, because, um, well, extremes are not always a bad thing, but it is, um, I was reading this in this, um, Orthodox ethos page. It was, it was explaining how, like, the, it's like there's the two needles of the same thread, right? Yeah. That, that think that one is, like, they're just tugging on each other when they don't see the actual picture, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the job of the church. Well, in this case, I mean, they weren't referring to the Catholic church. They're referring to the Orthodox church, but um it's a similar similar concept yeah and and that's why like um i i trust in the church because obviously you know the actual like teaching of the magisterium and like the church for 2000 years is fairly consistent right like there's ve- like then like the catechism of the catholic church is a great example like it's very sound very consistent and also like the summa theologia by thomas aquinas is beautiful right so it's like i i I believe in that. I trust in that to guide me. Right. So that's why like, I don't, it like, I mean, it does matter because it causes scandal. Right. But that's why like, um, when people ask me, Oh, well, what about the Pope saying this? And I'm like, you know, like the Pope can say whatever he wants about anything. Like he's a human. Right. But that doesn't mean that like, just cause he says it, it's right or wrong. Right. Because obviously I think Pope Francis says a lot of stuff. That's right. He says a lot of great things. Right. Um, but then he says a lot of stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> but that's to the me, thing. There's a difference between saying something that's wrong and just being intentionally deceitful under the guise of, you know, a fucking scam, <laughs> pretty much. Well, that's like, still I, I don't saying mind. something that's wrong, though. <laughs> <clears throat> Wait, well, I missed what you said. What did you say? Well, saying something deceitful is still really wrong. Well, it depends on what you believe in. If you believe it to be deceitful and you say it anyway to deceive, then yeah. But if you believe the deceit as truth, then it's not as bad. So it just depends on how you say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I guess not. Oh. And I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer to say. But I mean, it really this is how like I feel like often there's a disconnect for people that have been scammed. And people think that they're part of the scam when they're just the victims themselves. But they're just, that's what they believe in. So I think that's the biggest difference is finding out people's intentions behind what they believe. So if people, like I can, I could talk to someone every day if they said every wrong thing in the book, but if their intentions were fine, it would it'd be more entertaining to me. Like I wouldn't have a problem with them. I don't care. Mm, yeah, okay. But I hate when people are intentionally deceitful and they know they're being deceitful, but they hide it under some fucking guise like spirituality or whatever <laughs> or self-help or any of that other shit. Yeah, or God forbid, Jesus, right? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do that. A lot of, and to me, that's what I was talking about. Where it's like, I truly think taking His name in vain is acting like or being deceitful in the name of Jesus. Like, I feel like that's really the biggest example of His name in vain. Right. Exactly. Vanity. It's in the it's in the word vanity, vain. Right. Right. Exactly. Because you're using it as like um, it's commodity. It's commercial. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're, it's, it's a product. It's a product. My... It's a product. Yeah. <laughs> That's why my favorite quote from Kenneth Copeland: "Jesus wasn't a flown commercial." <laughs> yeah. Or um. Or it's 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 a brand. I think that's a good way to put it. It's a you're yeah, branding. It's, it's him. the Jesus brand. Yeah. It's you're, the yeah, lifestyle. You're it's the Southern American conservative lifestyle, and Jesus is the brand, and you're gonna give us money because that's the divine way. Because Jesus wants you to have a lifestyle. He wants you to have luxuries. If you believe in him, you'll grow a spirituality and you'll grow in your finances. <laughs> you give us $200 shit, Jesus will give that right back to you. Yeah. You win the lot. Go down to our lottery ticket sanction and you can buy you and have a Jesus lucky lottery. 
That's a great impression. But then again, I'm sure there's a bunch of, I'm sure there's a bunch of Southern people that are just like proud to be Southern and they're just like, yeah, we're Christian. You know, (laughs) you can be proud to be Southern, but if you go to a mega church wearing the guy's t-shirt, you're a fucking idiot. It's just, there's no way around it, but they're getting scammed. So it's like, how dumb do you have to be to get scammed and how much, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm more, like I was saying, I'm more mad at people doing the scamming, but at a certain level, you have to take some responsibility for being scammed. Yeah. Especially like, like if, it's like, I, I, how bad are you going to feel for somebody that falls with a Nigerian prince scam? Your, your, your sympathy is going to be a little bit lowered because like, how fucking dumb are you? Or the people that think the IRS is going to put them in jail because they're not going to, you don't get $200 in Amazon gift cards. Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, boomers are the worst with this shit because they're fucking stubborn. Oh shit, it's late as balls, dude. It's almost midnight. Well, if you would have started on time, William, yeah, it would have been. That's a good point. A, it would have been. It would have been eleven o'clock. You got me. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I, I feel believe like this... it is. Yes, it is time to part. This is great. This is a fun one. This is this is a this is a cheeky one. I like this one. I like this one. Talking about what am I gonna call? I'm gonna talk about the host, Mormonism, and archaeology. That's a yeah. No, that's excellent. All right, I appreciate it, dude. Helping me out with the the titling because I've <laughs> typically just been the one doing it. <laughs> now I get some help from Jason. Hell yeah. How's the how's the thumbnail game? You think that we uh, we have a good thumbnail game? I like the thumbnail. I like the mashup of everything. It's it's visually interesting. Yeah, I like, like our dumbass logo on some blank screen. It's, this is I actually like the way you do the thumbnail. Yeah, I, I like the template and like I see like it just you, it looks the same. I, some of them I need to edit because the the actual aspect ratio is off. It was not you a ju- you, ne- <clears throat> you never fucking updated my my picture. I sent you the most accurate me of myself ever created on the planet, and you didn't use it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I can't believe how much this fucking me looks like me. <laughs> yeah. Send it again. You guys are in for a treat. All right. If I ever, if I ever commit a crime, this is my mugshot. Right. All righty then. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet dreams, Mormons and Catholics. Yes, sir. <laughs>